playing sound clips. We're literally just starting to record the show, Taylor. What are you doing, dude? He's literally playing. He stinks, and he don't. I don't like him. This makes me laugh. Well, you know what? It's guys. It's weird. We're recording on a Tuesday. I don't know if we've ever recorded on a Tuesday. Have I don't we? believe I don't we think have so. Either, no. So it's a Tuesday. Uh, Josh has a very, very busy week ahead of him. So we wanted to accommodate for our audio engineer extraordinaire. Thank you. Um, what do you say thank you for? Uh, well, he's saying thank you that we accommodated around his uh, oh. busy upcoming busy work week. I just, yeah, I, would you rather me say, "Hey, go fuck yourself"? Yes, I just I, do, I would. I want you to say that to I him. I just naturally tune you out after a while. That's true. Oh, That's a good point. Just like his wife. <laughs> so, so here we are. It is. Uh, we're almost in July, boys. It's actually one at the time of this recording. It's June thirtieth. Pretty crazy that we're already in July, considering half the year has been almost non-existent. It feels like just a big pause button on the year. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and it feels like we're gonna get another pause button with that, what you see happening in other states now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm just like these motherfuckers. You know, if all these other states just overreacted, like New Jersey. In New York did for a while We wouldn't be potentially threatening I don't know if I'm going to be able to take my vacation at the end of this month Because Colorado is going to end up getting shut down now too And literally I I could still go But you have to quarantine for 14 days Coming back from some of these states uh, Specifically too you're coming from like the tri-state Like I had a friend of mine that had to go to Florida for a family Yeah yeah And they drove down As you were leaving the state they had to go to a way station, and they had to say where you're going, how long yeah, you're yeah. there, you know, like like, like some fucking 1984. Well, shit. yeah, well now it is. If you're coming from one of these states, that's like an extreme. Like so, Texas just shut, shut down all their bars. California just closed all of them. Um, Arizona shut down everything. Florida's about to. I can't so, wait until they shut the bars down again, and my ex gets pissed off. because They're going to lives at home, they're, drinks all fucking weekend. <laughs> well, you made that choice, sir. <laughs> and then twice. You, twi- <laughs> so not, you didn't make just one bad decision. You made the same bad decision. Decision twice. Yeah, she threw twice. up on me twice. <laughs> Dude, that's probably my favorite. Getting thrown up on not just once. Once that, in a bar and once in an Uber. Uh, so I feel like the Uber, getting thrown up on the Uber is worse because there's no bathroom to like just go quick wipe off the, I, I the was, chunks I from I your beard. Even, I wasn't even pissed about that. Like you I was, weren't. I, no, I was genuinely because like it was like sick. It was like a real sick thing. So I, I, I no, like I thought she was like <laughs> yeah. I thought she was like, oh, like really like really a stomach sick. virus. I thought it was bad. You thought she puked. So like I was legit worried. The second time was too many tequila shots and, and like a fucking movie threw her hand all oh. over. Oh, dude, <laughs> did you have a strawberry daiquiri? <laughs> I feel like you had a strawberry daiquiri. Uh, so here we are, episode 108 of You Watch, I Listen. Uh, this week I'm going to be uh, reviewing Silent Planets, Everything Was Sound. And Taylor? I'm going to be uh, reviewing The Drop, starring James Gandolfini and Tom Hardy. And we will see you guys in just a minute. The You Watch, I Listen podcast starts now. Had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. A couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? It's time for the You Watch, I Listen podcast. And always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. 
We are back. Back uh, in with a fucking vengeance. Episode 108 of You Watch, I Listen. Again, uh, mm-hmm. happy July. Happy, happy July. Uh, a lot of people's summers are starting, or are they? <laughs> I'm sure your vacations are ruined. I know some people that uh, they were supposed to get married and then they ended up just, you know, get doing like a, actually getting married but no wedding. And now their honeymoons are being canceled, which kind of sucks for them. Um, who knows? Might happen to me. I, that's that's usually what I deserve and what I get. So we'll um, we'll start out. First off, we want to thank uh, some of our friends that are sponsoring this wonderful show, this wonderful podcast you're listening to. And that's because support for You Watch, I Listen comes from Manscaped, who is our go-to for men's grooming tools. Dudes, listen up. Manscaped accidents are a thing of the past. Anyone that's done some grooming down there, and I hope you boys are grooming because that's not fair to your ladies, especially if you're Italian like me. We've all had those nicks and cuts that come up. One time, I nicked myself so... Recently, I told you guys about this in the group chat. I nicked myself so bad in the shower, I thought I was on my period. (laughs) I was bleeding pretty good. But seriously, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has obsessed over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, and they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, which is advanced skin safe technology. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes so you can have a longer shave. For me, if I don't groom for like three, four months, my fucking area looks like nom. It's a mess. And the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 helped me with that just the other night. Literally, I used it. I texted the dudes and I said, guys, you got to get this fucking thing. It's amazing. I, I took my sweet time with it. And now this thing, disaster that I have downstairs, almost looks like a modern art masterpiece. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. You will get 20% off and free shipping with the code YWIL at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code Code YWIL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping, and make sure you use promo code YWIL as in you watch, I listen. Always use the best and right tools for the job. Thank you very much, Manscaped. Yeah, dude, I just used my shit yesterday. And how, how much of a disaster was it beforehand? It really wasn't terrible. Did it look anything like your beard? No. Okay. Because no, that's what my area looks like after three months. You know what's <laughs> fucked up too? I actually like, I groom my beard. Dude, well, the pro- I, I mean, I try to take care of mine. I try to do grooming down here regularly because otherwise my junk looks like Robin Williams' knuckles. Uh-huh. It's a fucking disaster. But the Lawnmower 3.0 is an absolute revelation. And so, again, big shout out to the guys at Manscaped. I'm rocking the Manscaped shirt right now. Um, take, doesn't fit. Yeah, it says, Your balls will thank you. Uh-huh. And my balls are very thankful. I do actually want to, I want to like frame the newspaper that they gave. Oh, yeah, yeah. We save balls. We save balls. Yeah, we should hang it up in here. Um, and when Josh takes the picture for this uh, episode for the banner, uh, you can see my uh, Your Balls Will Thank You shirt cool. from Manscaped. Oh, right. um, So let's start out. Uh, Taylor, how was your week? Week was okay. Um, just a lot of work. I took Friday off to get yes. shit done. Um, but throughout the week, I've been watching Deadwood. 
Very nice. Um, Finally. Yeah, I've been watching the shit out of Deadwood. I really, really enjoy it. Um, the dialogue's so fucking funny. Yeah. Just, San Francisco it. cocksucker. All they do is say cocksucker. <laughs> I know, it's great. Like, it's, but, uh, what, what is it? The guy that runs the gem is great. Swearingen. Yeah. Uh, Swedgen. I, I, I just, I really do really enjoy the show. I, That's pretty much what I've been doing and playing Super Smash Brothers. All right. Josh, how was your week? Uh, you know, like you said earlier, it's been busy. You know, I got some uh, news last week uh, that my business is allowed to open. So we've been going through all the preparations for that. Uh, other than that, you guys know I've been telling you I've been uh, watching the Matrix trilogy over the last week. Yeah, you, ha- you found a, a great little, um, uh, I guess we'd call it an editing thing from The Matrix Reloaded, Absolutely. the second in the yeah, series. Please do tell. So uh, one of my favorite parts, a lot of people's favorite, one of the favorite parts of the movie is the Neo versus the Smith. All the where they just start piling in. Like first it's one, it, then it's two, it's not, then it's, it's fourteen, not, it's not, and then it's not Agent Smith. It's like Morrissey, and it's like the guys that were in the band, the Smiths. No, no, it's the, it's all the Smith clones we're talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I got you. It was I got you. That was funny. It just uh, maybe the delivery wasn't as good. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> That's not what I want. No, I, I I appreciate it now that I in hindsight. Um, so there's a point towards the end of the fight where Neo grabs a Smith and throws him at a row of other Smiths, and he knocks all the Smiths down, and they play a fucking bowling strike sound. It's so dumb. Uh, I, I honestly, I would be more mad if that wasn't that sound wasn't in that scene. <laughs> that makes it better for me. It's like it, it it's just so out of place. Well, you also brought up how none of them use guns correctly. Yeah. Just like our very popular uh, memed people right now, um, that couple. It, it, did you see the one of her where they zoomed? I sent it today where they zoomed in close that she has like mustard stain on her shirt. That's great. I it's, didn't see that. It, hold on. I got to find the picture. Right I love it's, all the memes going around. There's one of just her and it's the, okay, the uh, this is, live, laugh, love this is what, thing. That's what it says. It goes, the eye says alcohol and pills. The finger on the trigger shows no training with firearms. The mustard on the shirt says the sandwich was fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, uh, the one of the Saving Private Ryan, just saving private property. Yep. <laughs> They're so funny. I just like the one of just the guy that I've just been sending. To we, I got into a... Josh that's a, got to, That's a really good Photoshop, I know. Whoever did that, um, I got it from one of my friends. Whoever initially did it is fantastic, but like I was... Uh, Colucci texted me, and it's like serious, and I just send it in response. <laughs> uh, Josh got to see a very deep trolling battle happen, happening online last night. Oh, yes. It started out as a serious conversation about a guy trying to justify... I'll say his name, Doug Mowry, uh, he tried justifying uh, people saying white power. And this isn't even a political thing. Uh, you shouldn't be saying that, let alone defending it. So I just started going at him, and it was like a serious conversation. And then they just started calling him old. I told him to get rid of his denture, or take his dentures out and have jello. No justice, Doug's teeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was like, hey, hey, ho, ho, Doug's teeth have got to go. And, like, I, and then I started Ramoning him. I was like, Ramon, <laughs> let Doug do it. It's, uh, a, co- a line of coke off a statue of Robert E. Lee. <laughs> so uh, that was interesting last night. And I used that as well in response. So the guy holding the gun, it's been very enjoyable. Uh, we had a really good day Sunday. Um, these two dudes came over. Our, we have a group chat with uh, other guys that have been on the show, Bob, Justin, Steli, Quaz, and uh, we had a really good hangout. Hung out for quite a while, too. It's a couple hours. Yeah, it was a good time. We ordered some good food. Uh, really good, just bullshit. It oh, was, my God, those wings, those dude. I told you, wings dude, holy I shit. told you, TJ's in West Melford is fire. They, they oh, make, we've had a lot when we lived together. Like, yeah. When we were living at Greg's, dude, like, dude we had I, TJ's a I, lot. I, the, the pizza in Vernon sucks, right? I gave that pizza like a 6'5". 
Really? Yeah. Come on. Six out of five oh. TJ's? TJ's pizza... Six, five is a little better than that. So I grade the pizza. So here's nah, but dude, good. you got to think about it. I eat pizza in the fucking well, New York City real, area all the yeah, time. Yeah, you have real pizza. Yeah, you know, I, so I, like, I, I think a 6.5 around here is generous. Uh, I'd say, listen, when it comes to pizza, it's usually... Uh, the best slice you'll ever have in the country is Brooklyn. And then the yeah. next will be, obviously, anywhere else in New York. Queens has some really good pizza, and too. And then, obviously... Manhattan doesn't. No, like, there's some There's some, like, really good spots in Manhattan, but there's so many fucking... Sabaro? What? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the first thing with Steve Carell, get myself a real New York slice. Yeah. Fucking Sabaro. <laughs> but not, like, it's it's uh, it's good. For up here, it's good. Yeah. Well, it's very- here's the thing. So, West Melford, we don't have a lot of stuff, but we have a lot of pizza places. So many. We, and so More pizza places than you would think a, a mountain town and, in the middle of the fucking sticks would have. And here's the thing. I've, I've lived in West Melford the majority of my life. I can tell you what kind of pizza is best from each place. Yeah. Like a regular like just getting a pie, pepperoni, the one topping. TJ's is the best in town. Yeah. Specialty slices, it's fucking Frank's. Frank's makes the best bet. That drunken grandma pie that Spooner brought the one time is yeah. fucking banging. Um, Sicilian is DeMarco's. The, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. They're, they're, they're Sicil- I don't get Sicilian from anywhere else. They make it the right way. Like Dude, you, you know what's fucked up in a, in a town like this? If you live in a certain area, you can get delivered from no less than six pizza places. That's yeah. Awesome. Like, what the fuck? Uh, but th- that's a thing. Well, right now it's great because every place is delivering, like Chinese food's delivering if you want that. Sit and Chat Diner, which I'm down for, is delivering. We got this great new place uh, right on the lake uh, by the bus station, by Browns Point, yeah. um, called South Shore Grill that we got the other day. I-, I got a burger and a lobster roll, and they were fucking phenomenal. Well, I'll tell you what, where I live, I could order uh, anything. Shake Shack. Uh, yeah, I can order Postmates and shit, dude. It's well, so Uber, good. Uber own Postmates soon. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> fine. I mean, I it's should. the same thing. It's just gonna be starting to get new drivers. Who's gonna get it, the different name on their pay stub? Yeah, but doesn't Postmates go to like more than just like? Well, so, spots, so like, won't they go and fucking pick up your groceries? I'm assuming you? it's gonna be the same thing. So Postmates will go. Yeah, they'll pick up your groceries. They'll literally they'll get you cold medicine, anything. Postmates sponsor the show, and literally like because I use. <laughs> can they get me some Robitussin? I, I use you almost every day, and literally like. Like, because DoorDash is literally just you know we're just gonna bring food and that's it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like it's a DoorDash, better. Which sucks. It's a better version of uh, Grubhub. Grubhub and Grubhub. Yeah. Uber, Uber Eats isn't bad. Uber I Eats, love I Uber Eats. Eats. Uber I Eats is Uber pretty Eats good. I've never used that one. I've I've ever since I can get. Shake Shack delivered to my apartment from door to, uh, from uh, Postmates. I'm a Postmates. I'm grateful that none of that shit works around here because it'd be a fucking problem when I'm yeah. getting a fucking quadruple Big Mac at 10 p.m. Dude, before can, uh, five guys before <laughs> yeah. before quarantine and I was forced to go on this diet. I was spending like 150 dollars a week on that's lunch. a lot. That's a, how much is that a year? Please do the math right now. Okay, <laughs> 150 times 52. Please. You know, it's because like you know you, you you order and it's 20 dollars to order something because right. yeah, you know, like and then they tack on the fucking delivery fee and then I leave it because I'm not an asshole. Right. So I'm spending like 25 bucks a day. Plus, yeah, between yeah. 25 and 28 bucks. I remember a day, what actually. you said. What your order, what your ju- usual food thing was. I actually know this text verbatim. You said you'd get a McDonald's breakfast on the way, like two McGriddles, $6,500 on lunch a <laughs> yeah, year. A year. Jesus so Christ. you would get McGriddles on the way to work, probably a hash brown yeah. as well, and orange juice. I'm assuming. Yeah. You would get Jersey Mike's for lunch, yep. and you get sweet. Wendy's on the way home. Yeah. And you would get a giant. I know, and like, and now, I, like, I'm sitting here and I'm wondering. I'm like, man, the pounds are melting off really fucking fast. And then, like, you put wonder it why, way, you know, and, and and also factor in fucking six cans of soda throughout the day in there. Yeah, that's, that's like dude, you know, that, two the, cans the, of soda is too the, much the, in a day. The empty calories that you get through drinking is what really fucking kills you. Like, listen, if you're if you're trying to lose weight and you drink a lot of sugary drinks, a lot of drinks with a lot of calories. You know, you, you hear it all over the place, but take it from me, uh, 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 a current and hopefully soon to be former fat ass. <laughs> 
just cut the drinks out, man. Just drink water. I, I honestly, I, I don't, I don't remember the last time I, for until recently, I don't remember the last time I saw Josh drink something that wasn't soda. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. I, it's all, I, it's all I have is water. I'll drink Gatorade every once in a while. You know, I like, mean, I'll, I'll drink a diet. I, I'm like a diet so I've been digging like, the actually I've been digging the diet cokes lately. Diet like, so me too. I've been in the diet I, coke and I really like the flavored seltzer. But there's so much fucking chemicals the, and shit. I know. In there the only gotta, like, like non-diet soda that I, I can't I will never be able to give up is like a root beer or a birch beer. I can't give I those up. I thought about getting a diet root beer. Diet root beer is not that good today, but then I was like, you know, uh, root beer is such a special thing in my life. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind. I've been digging the vitamin waters lately. It's the same thing like whenever I go to Red's hot, I always get a birch. Yeah. Oh, you have to. You have to. You got two rippers and a birch. Um all right guys why don't we get into this? Um, we'll do our reviews from last week before we give our picks for this week. Uh, I'll go first. Yes, sir. Um, so you gave me uh, Silent Planet. Everything was sound. Uh, we saw Silent Planet li- live June of last year, just about a year ago, actually, because uh-huh. I actually went and looked up the set list that they played to see how many songs were on here, and there was about four of them. Um, they only did like an eight-song set. Yeah, they were one of those. Um, so this album came out in 2016. They're a pretty unique metal band because they're, they don't ever... They have a couple songs that are heavy from start to finish, but they really get like... They slow it down quite a bit throughout poetry um yeah uh lyrically it's a brilliant album like lyrically it's fucking like you said it's poetry it's fucking incredible musically they they do some wild shit but they don't ever necessarily show off but the way they speed up and slow down uh really stands out on the album that's how they show off is their tempo changes correct the tempo changes and that's something i really appreciate being a tool fan you have to appreciate tempo changes that means a lot to me and there was a bit of a tool feel to this early tool i will say like sober and opiate stuff uh, the album Undertow, more or less, is what I'm getting at. Not uh, Enema, where they got more uh, um, elaborate with what they did. Um, So, to start out the album, the first song is Inherit the Earth. I gave that a four. Set a really good pace for it. Uh, The next song was my second favorite on here. I gave that a five, and it's one they played, and I knew the song was Psychscape, is a fucking banger. That song rages from start to finish. It's a flawless song. Uh, Dying in Circles, I gave a three. Understanding Love as Loss is a three. The next one was like just a musical number, just like a yeah. outro interlude kind of thing. Panic Room, I gave a three. Um, Redivider with the backwards R at the end, like they're fucking corn. Um, I gave I gave a four. I like that song a lot. Um, Nerv- Ner- Nervosa, I gave a three. Another uh, musical track. Orphan was awesome. That was a four. My favorite song on the album was No Place to Breathe, without question. That song is a, as perfect a song in this genre of music as you can get. Literally, when I the first time I listened in this album. I played that one back three or four times in a row because I liked it so much. Um, the next song, First Father, I gave a four. Inhabit the Wound, I gave a four. Overall, I really, really enjoyed this album. Uh, again, you know, if you guys are metal fans and you want like a different sound for metal, this is the band you got to go with. Uh, I can't compare them to another band, honestly. Yeah, they're very unique. Like, they have their own, they have a sound that's completely their own. Um, I mean, the only band I could really compare them to where it's kind of similar, but I, as uh, being as an ocean. Yes. You know, being, where it's like Vocally, yeah. vocally, he kind of reminded me of Rise Against a little bit at times because it's like yeah. a scream sing almost. Right. Yeah. For, uh, Garrett really has he has a flair for the dramatic too. Like he's his. He paints such a good picture with his words. He's yeah, very good again, at it. lyrically, it is it is sensational. Like my favorite, my favorite song on that album is "Panic Room" because the uh, the, the small breakdown part when he's like the breakdown is my favorite part of that. Is when song. he's talking and it's like it's like is uh, when they do the scapegoat slaughter. I uh, I learned to fight. I learned to kill. I learned to steal. I learned that none of this is real. Yeah, like that's. 
I don't know why that's so fucking cool. No, when that, he does it live. That was great. Um, uh, again, musically it's great, but specifically the drummer and the bass player are so fucking tight on this album that it, it's it's crazy. Like this would be a really hard band to cover because you need to be tight as a band. Your timing has to be completely on, and to have your rhythm section with the bass player and drummer being that good was unbelievable. I'm gonna give this a four out of five. Um, really enjoyed it. I added the entire playlist, uh, entire album to my playlist. Okay. Um, that I was playing the other day, which you see has just a lot of weird shit on it. Yeah, It'll go from hit him up to um, uh, shimmy. And <laughs> shimmy, state champs, toxicity. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. <laughs> and then just the land will look at him. I'm not having fun tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, four to five, Silent Planet, everything was sound. All right, cool. So you gave me the drop starring uh, James Gandolfini and I almost said Tom Joseph. Tom uh, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Tom Hardy. No Imagine, <laughs> Imagine Tom Joseph and James Gandolfini's last movie ever. I think, I think James Gandolfini would have just walked off the set. He would have died then. Yeah, right. He would have like, get, oh God, I wish the Lord would take me now. So uh, <laughs> the overall like synopsis of the movie is that you know that there's um, there's this Chechen gang that takes over all these bars, and then there's certain bars called the drop bar, where the majority of the money is dropped, and that's where the guys come and pick up the money. Um, Very simple, straightforward storyline. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't much. It's like the, the the main plot was there the entire time, and there's it's it branched off into nine different other fucking things. That All leading happening. to one end point. Right. Um, I really, really liked Gandolfini in this. He was basically being Tony's uh, lesser Tony Soprano. Yeah, more um, subdued Tony Soprano. Tom Hardy plays this guy who's just, I don't, he's just dumb. Like, like he's just like, he's just a simpleton. He's very, very. Yeah, very yeah. simple. Like, this is what I do. Like, I, I keep to myself. Days. Yeah. So. Um, the it starts off with uh, their bar Marv's place getting robbed for the drop. You know, correct. It's about five G's, and now the now the Chechen guys come up. Where's our money? Blah blah blah. And Tom Hardy gives up some information to the cops, which you're not supposed to do. The guy's wearing a watch, and it doesn't work. It's stuck yeah. on his wrist. Flash forward a couple a couple uh, scenes later, they're fucking. There's a garbage bag hanging up with the guy's arm and all the money that they stole, and it's all full of blood. So that was fucking wild. On top of that, Tom Hardy finds this dog, which the one part that really pissed me off is when like, he's, like he finds this little pit bull puppy, very cute, beat the shit in a garbage can, and I was like. Oh God! So we're gonna do this now. These motherfuckers. I'm like, if they John Wick me right now, I'm <laughs> fucking. Anytime you see a puppy in a movie, you just assume it's gonna get killed. Oh my God! But he brings it back. He nurses it to health. You know, he meets his chick Nadia, and you know they start having some sort of a relationship. And all the while that's happening, they're still trying to find out who exactly took the money. And then you find out that Gandolfini was in on the was in on the the whole heist. the whole thing. Yeah, he's in on it. So now they're so now they're trying to they get the money back. They're like, all right, you got the drop for Super Bowl, the biggest night of the year. And then on top of that, there's this other fucking idiot named Eric Deeds, who's a fucking psycho, who's out of jail, and he's just like one of those... He's like Richie April. He's one of those guys where it's like he doesn't give a fuck. It's like he breaks into people's houses. Yeah, yeah. Do what I fucking no, say to do. Yeah. So there's so much no shit discretion. happening. And the one... The, outside of the main storyline, there's one major arc that happens. That the name is keep is keep dropping throughout the movie. This name, Richie Whelan. This guy that got killed years ago. Right. A cold case. It was a cold case because he, last, last, he was last seen at their bar, and then he went missing like 10 years ago. And... And of course, the the bar used to be owned by Gandolfini's character, right? Until you know he was strong armed by this by this uh, Chechen, Chechen gang. gang. Yeah. Um. So again, it's the overrun thing. Like, what happened to Richie? What happened to Richie? It's always it's always talked about. He went to rehab, but you really don't know what's happening. And then at the end of the movie, this guy Eric Deeds, um, kind of kidnaps his girlfriend Nadia, and he's trying to steal the drop that Gandolfini is also setting up. Correct. As so what that part was so was so tense and that's when everything comes together to a head. Yeah. So like falls into place like uh perfectly. So when 
uh, you know, when Wheeland dies, no one knows who did it. This guy, Eric Deeds, keeps taking the credit for the kill. He's the one who killed him, and he says it to everyone, so everyone knows. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're talking back and forth at the bar. He's like, open the safe. I want the money, blah, blah, blah. And then Tom's like, stalling, stalling, stalling. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm the one who killed him. I shot him in the face, stabbed him in the heart, did everything. Yep. And I put him I put him in my oil tank, and I dropped it in line. I sealed it back up. And that's the only issue I have with the movie. You cannot seal up one of those oil tanks. <laughs> it's not possible. That is... It's like Josh complaining about how guns are used in the Matrix. That is yeah. misinformation. <laughs> and it was piped wrong. It was not up to code. And I was pissed about it. Um, but I was wondering why throughout the movie. Because there are times when like it'll pan, and he's in, like, he's, in the, he's in the basement with the dog. Yeah. And it stops on the oil tank a couple times. But it's like it does a good job of foreshadowing without correct, forcing correct. Things, yeah, which yeah. I liked a lot. Um, this movie was really good. I did really enjoy it. Uh, I do, like I said, my only real issue is the oil tank stuff. And it's but very, it's not a deal breaker. It's very irrational. Well, no one else that. would notice that besides people in your field. Of course. <laughs> um, I think it's a very underrated movie. There's complete, not just underrated, yeah. under the radar. There are times it does feel like a little sloppy, kind of back it's and a little, forth. Yeah, for like sure. The pacing for sure. is a little all over the place, but it does I agree work with that. out. Um, but the, like I said, the payoff at the end makes a lot of sense. Um, there's also some cop who's, who's investigating. He was kind of annoying. He didn't need to be there. No. Um, you know, but it is a very good movie. I'll give it, you know, I like it for what it is. Um, just made me miss Gandolfini that much more. Uh, yeah, anytime you watch anything with him, you're like, it fuck. Don't. I was like, twice. Fuck. Fucking Zero Dark Thirty, he was great in that, and then he was fucking And the incredible in Burt Wonderstone. <laughs> so what would you give uh, the drop? He was better than, he was better in the loop. Uh, yes. I would give this movie a solid... F- I would give it a solid six two. Six two. Okay, that's fair. Just because I don't I, disagree. I, with I like that. it Not much, really. <laughs> I like it, but I probably wouldn't watch it again unless like it was on. Not that much, really. <laughs> I mean, Shut up. Yeah, if it's right. I don't like it that much. You're right. <laughs> All right. So Taylor, my pick for you this week. Um, we're gonna go into the vault. Um, not that far back, but it's a director that we love. Okay. Um. So who would you rank among your favorite directors? Favorite directors? Sure. Probably Christopher Nolan, okay. one. Uh, Tarantino, two. Uh, Spielberg, three. Scorsese, four. Okay. Um, we're going with Scorsese. Okay. Okay. We're going with the movie that um, our buddy Justin just watched for the first time. Uh, came out, I believe, in 1999, which was an unbelievable year for movies when you look at it. I mean, Fight Club, The Matrix, American Beauty. Uh, those are just three of them. That's an unbelievable year. Um, this movie stars Nicolas Cage, John Goodman, um, Patricia Arquette. It's called Bringing Out the Dead. Uh, so the premise of this movie is Nicolas Cage is an ambulance driver in New York City. He's an EMT who is, uh, he hasn't been able to save a, um, a patient in months, years maybe even. Okay. And he's being haunted by the people he hasn't been able to save. It's a very um, chaotic movie. There's a lot happening at once. It's very like, it's not very Scorsese-like, I would say. I kind of, I like when Scorsese steps outside what we know him for. Okay. Like with Silence, for example. Yeah. The one Josh watched, After Hours. Not very much a Scorsese movie, but very, very good. Yeah. Um, the, there's a lot of weird shit that happens in this movie. It is a great, great Nicolas Cage performance. Um, it, it's definitely like uh, shows the grittiness of New York City at that time okay. before Giuliani was able to really clean it up. Um, uh, Mark Anthony's in it as a homeless crackhead, which is very interesting. Like married to J-Lo Mark Yeah, Anthony? that Mark Anthony, yeah. Uh, it's a really cool movie. Uh, really, uh, very well. It's Scorsese. Of course, it's well done. Okay. But um, the fact that it is Scorsese but doesn't feel like Scorsese makes me appreciate it even more. I mean, it's not cinema. 
No, it's still cinema. Like, it's like it's still games? cinema. No, because there's no like uh, superheroes in it. Okay. Um, so it's not a roller coaster. Um, so my pick for you this week is Bringing Out the Dead. Okay. So for my album pick this week for you is from uh, it's from a hardcore band. Okay. So little backstory. Uh, there's this band called Bane from Worcester, Massachusetts, and they're from the hard they're from the hardcore scene. They've been a band for 20 yep, years. I know Bane. 1995. And their final show was in 2016, again, at the Palladium. Um, over the weekend on Saturday, Hate56, who, you know, who films all these shows and puts the content out for free because that's just what he loves to do, okay. um, decided to release the Bane's final show on Saturday for a live stream because their bass player, Stu McGuire, was diagnosed with cancer in 2019. Okay. So he went to the band and said, listen, let's do a live stream. Let's raise some money for Stu. Let's, let's let the community come together. In two hours, they raised forty five thousand dollars for Stu and his and his cancer treatments. Okay. And while everyone was you know watching the show, so you had Chad Gilbert from Newfound Glory in there, you had uh, the guys from Have Heart, Code Orange, Cruel Hand, a lot of bands in there. They were and they were talking with fans as well as the band being in there. And it was about a two-hour set. So the album I'm going to give you is from the band Bane, and it's, the album's from 2001. It's called Give Blood. This album is fucking phenomenal. Um, as far as hardcore goes, it's, there's really nothing better than this. I kind of wish I got into hardcore more when I was younger. Because the hardcore... So this, there's two different types of hardcore scenes. One that Bane had, which was like, in, you know, inclusive. Everyone's here to have a good time. No one wants to get the shit kicked out of them. And then there's the other side, which is like the knock loose, the veins, you know, where people like... It becomes underground fight clubs. And that's fine. There's a place for both of them. But Bane was more of an inclusive show. They were more of an inclusive band. Like, listen, we're here to have a good time. No one gets beat the fuck up. Look out for each other. Yeah. It's the same sentiment across the board. But the thing is that at other at other hardcore shows, people will slam dance. They will, you know, hardcore dance. They'll beat the shit out of people. And they don't give a fuck. They'll just swing wildly and crowd kill. Um, I was so floored at the outpouring of uh, response to these guys over the weekend. And it really yeah, it's fucking gave cool. me more of an appreciation for hardcore music and how much I really was just, I missed out. I, I completely missed out on this band in their prime. So my album pick this week is Bane's uh, Give Blood. Uh, I have a thing this week. Okay. Do you? Uh, I do. Uh, so I was talking to Taylor about this uh, before last week's episode. You and, do. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't here for the review parts because I had to take a phone call. Okay. Uh, so it's a couple weeks ago we did the King Staten Island movie none of us had seen. Yes. Uh, we're, this week I want us to do an album that none of us have listened to. Okay. I'm in. Uh Last Friday, not the Friday they just passed, the Friday before that, Lamb of God came out with a new album. Uh, it's a self-titled album. It's 10 tracks, 45 minutes. Uh, they haven't put out a new record in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but from what I've heard, I've heard little snippets of songs. Okay. It sounds fucking incredible. So when does it come out? Friday? No, it came out. Oh, it came out, so it's out yeah. now. Yeah. Very good. Okay, yeah, I like that. So Lamb of God self-titled. will be doing two albums this week. Very cool. All right, boys. Um, Taylor, you already told us pretty much what you've been watching. Just Deadwood. Deadwood. Who's your favorite character on there so far? Where are you up to on the show? Uh, the other saloon came in. Yeah, with Bo Bo uh, Powers Booth running it. Yeah. Yeah. But so far, my favorite character right now is uh, Bill Hickok. Oh, uh, Wild Bill Hick yeah. Hickok? Yeah. So and you're still I, in season one. Yeah. Well, because um, the like uh, Seth and Wild Bill just became like buddies. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, he's like, do you mind if I call you? I love um, Wild Bill's buddy that's with him. Uh, the, what's I'm forgetting his fucking name. Uh, the the short chubby guy with the beard. I know you're talking about. And what? I, I do love Calamity Jane. So he was um. So that guy played Unser in Sons of Anarchy. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, that's how he, he he's. I love Calamity Jane. She's so fucking good. Yes, yeah, she, she yeah. is really. Was really cocksucker. Yes, yeah, she has like that serious like. 
Yeah, and it's crazy if you read like the stories about her for real and about Wild Bill Hickok. Uh-huh. It's Dude, it's pretty crazy. I laughed out loud right when uh when uh when uh when that fucking guy what uh Ian McCain Ian McShane Ian, uh Swergen when Swergen came in to see the little girl or whatever, and he's just like like and she just like crumbled or whatever. I've been fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I've been fucked plenty of times. Yeah, dude. I'm, and, I'm so- like, and I'm like, no one asked. It's yeah, fine. Like, she, no one she's was a fu- She's you. a fucking drunk, Calamity Jane. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm glad you're... I knew you'd like that because you love dialogue and you love westerns. And it's fucking Tim Oliphant mm-hmm. who we... We're, I think he's like one of our like... You watch, I listen, like, mascot actors. He's, like, we, low-key one of our we, favorite We love actors. Timothy Oliphant. Except in Hitman. Uh, yeah, Hitman's terrible. Josh, have you been watching anything? Uh, outside the Matrix, I've been doing a rewatch of the first uh, two and a half seasons of Arrested Development. Very good, good choice. Uh, and always a good choice. It's one of those shows they wouldn't be able to get away with today. No, no, way. no which there's, we're gonna. There's always money in the banana stand. Which yeah. I guess um, that could segue us to uh, the next subject. I guess um, things you wouldn't be able to get away get away with today. Yeah. Um, we had a discussion in our chat last night about um, episodes of shows getting pulled. Uh, we've been running a who's canceled this week. Um, I haven't really. I, I don't. I'm sure. Other people have been. I know Terry Crews is about to be canceled um, because something stupid too. I, I know it's just like I get I get the reasons why. Like what he said has principle, and I get the other side of it why people are mad. It, it, what's crazy is what he said. There isn't an argument about people getting outraged if it's a white person saying it. But Terry Crews is a black man, so maybe it should have a little more credence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're telling the black guy that he can't feel a certain way. Whatever. He's not being like a token. You know? There's those people like uh, like uh, what's his name? Um, Candace Owens, who she just she's outlandish just to be outlandish on the other side of things I, at I this think point. Dave Chappelle had the best take on Candace Owens. <laughs> She's a cunt. Yeah, she's a cunt. And, and you that, can tell her I said it. And I, she probably has a smelly puss. Dude, it's so funny. I don't know, but I'll tell you. Like Azalea Banks, I'll tell. <laughs> I know. The I, funniest Chappelle has, like, in the middle of all that shit. I don't mean that he's, be, he's being serious, and then he drops she that. Drops, like, Azalea Banks, I'll tell. I I had to pause it. I was laughing what, so what, See, hard. that's where it's lost to me. I don't know what that means. I don't know either, but that's why he's great. Oh, I, okay. I thought you knew, like, what the Azalea Banks... I still... I've never I, even seen what Azalea Banks looks like. I, more than likely she ratted on somebody or some shit. Oh, is that what the reference is? Does she have a song called I'll Tell Maybe? That's like kind of where I'm thinking. I guess. It could. I don't Um, know. That's how relevant she is. So we're talking about Josh said that um, on Arrested Development they would not be able to get away with a lot of it. You think about some of the shows we love and even movies like um, uh, there's a million they wouldn't be able to make Animal House you know what I mean? Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. There's a ton of them. So uh, we were talking last night about all these episodes of these shows that are getting pulled off streaming services off Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime. Um, And I I specifically messaged Taylor because about a month ago when this fucking cocksucker was telling me he was watching the Lethal Weapon movies, I was like, dude, watch the Lethal Weapon episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I gave you the specific seasons and what episode in that season that was. The one where they show Lethal Weapon, which is uh, D... D, D teaches the youth, I think, when she's... D teaches the youth of America. Yeah, yeah. Shape, yeah. D, D Reynolds, Shaping the Youth of America. Season 9, I yes, think. Yes. Yeah. That, no, that's Lethal Weapon 5. But she takes the uh, the students from the school she's not supposed to be subbing at to Patty's to watch Lethal Weapon 5. And then there's an episode just called Lethal Weapon 6. And I told you a month ago to watch them. And did you? No. Exactly. And now they're off the streaming service. And I'm not yelling because I'm mad that they pulled it off. That's a different subject entirely. I'm mad that you, cocksucker, didn't watch them when I told you to. 
You were in the middle of a lethal weapon watching spree. It was the perfect time. One time we were just hanging out, a couple of us, and we're, I'm just throwing dumb questions at people. And I said, favorite lethal weapon movie? And Josh goes, lethal weapon five. Uh, <laughs> I, like he, that was his answer, and he was right. But So the reason it got pulled is because in the, in the movie, uh, Mac plays Danny Glover's character, Murtaugh, in blackface entirely. It's not the, the historical context of blackface. It's like Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder blackface. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Saying that the whole context was to make fun of... They have a whole dialogue about why you can't do blackface in there. Just like Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder, his character is making fun of these cocksucker actors that think they can play anyone, no matter the circumstances. Right. So they pull that. Um, they pulled, I think, five total episodes because they pulled the ones with D when she's doing her uh, Hispanic character and her Taiwan T, I think is the name of her one character. And they pulled an episode down on... Uh, it was just this past season called D-Day, where everyone had to do what D wanted for a day. Right. And she made Mac and, and Frank addresses those characters. Or, uh, yeah, Mac and Frank. So they pulled those down. They pulled down an episode of Community where Ken Jeong is in full black body paint. Yeah, but Season one episode. <coughs> yeah, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons and he's a dark elf. And they, yeah, so they got rid of that. Um, some of the other stuff. Um, Golden Girls, which I thought was a weird one. They pulled down two episodes of Golden Girls where they're not in blackface. They're wearing mud masks. So th- this is my, my question here. This this whole everything that's happening in the world uh, with the, the civil unrest due to the killing of George Floyd. Okay. How did we we don't want to be murdered by cops and those cops not be held accountable morph into well fuck Betty White. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't how did we that. go from there to uh, going? I, I, well, what annoys me more so is that everyone like the whole reason for the the the, the protests, the peaceful protests, even the rioting so much, the whole reason behind it. It's being lost. Most people don't even remember what we were protesting. Correct. Or what a lot rioting. of these people do. The people, I would say, the majority of these people online that are asking for people to have their to do these movies to be pulled away, these television episodes to be pulled away. Um, Josh brought up last week. Uh, I think it was a day after we recorded last week. How uh, Splash Mountain at Disney World will no longer be? Is it Splash Mountain? It's Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain will no longer be Splash Mountain. And I asked Josh right away. I'm like, uh, what are they changing it to? And he said, uh, it's a princess and the frog theme. Princess and the Frog came out, I think, in like 2004, and it was the first ever black Disney princess. So then I had to beg the question, because I've not been to Disney since I was all of three years old, what's the theme of Splash Mountain? Josh didn't answer right away. I went and looked, and I'm like, oh! Song of the South! Yeah, I was like, it's kind of crazy that it, it doesn't hasn't... reference I, any I, of the movie. I under, I, I, for what I understand, there's some if characters there's, from... If there's Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Bear in yeah, it. That's what I mean. It's How still, is that not a reference? Yeah, It's I, a character in it. Well, they've used them in other stuff. Yeah, I, that doesn't... Okay, but yeah, exactly. Should they be still? What, what, if, uh, honestly, what, about, what about the birds? Like, the birds that talk, like, with that weird yes. sw- southern twang, like, that is so racist. That's one of the things I love about the ride. Not that it's racist. Dude. Not that it's racist. I don't love that. <laughs> I My love the, 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 like, it's a white man after all. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, there's something about the I, ride. I, it's a I, classic ride. No, I'm, classic. Disney, I get the I'm principle. one of those fucking millennial kidless fucks that everybody hates. The ones we make fun of when Josh isn't around. Facts. The ones we make fun of when I'm not around. <laughs> no, and we do it to your face, too. We're, yeah, we're, that's we're true. hateful that's to true. your face. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I I get the principle. I I understand it because I that that's how I know that it, it isn't that big of a like this thing that should have been done years ago because I didn't know until this moment that it was related to Song of the South and maybe it's because I don't go to I haven't gone to Disney since I was three years old. Well, so here's the thing, right? If you like, so Disney obviously said that you know we were gonna we were gonna change it years ago, but like it's not wasn't on the obviously now it's on the fast track, but like. 
it's one of those things where if you have this movie that is so bad that you, that you can't you, stream it anywhere, you, you can't buy it. You completely disown it. You you completely ignore the fact it exists, right? And you have one of your main attractions at one of your main parks being references to that entire movie. What I mean, it is very hypocritical of you, but I do yeah. understand that that it is a you know it is. The, one of the main attractions, like people say, Splash Mountain, and then there was that other, like that minecart. Uh, I, I I don't even know the minecart roller coaster. Space Mountain is one of them. I'm not gonna fucking get all Disney nerd and start correcting you it's, on ride names. So, like, but yeah, I know. Yeah, like, the, but I, you get, the, saying, you get like, what he's saying. It's a minecart, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's what's it called? Just tell me. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. See, okay, no, I, knew I, it was I didn't know something. that. I didn't yeah. remember. I because I've been on it, but what I'm like, it's well, just, I'm like, it's to... about time it updates. Honestly, yeah. you know well, what I mean? Okay, so, so if they're going, if they're going after, let's say they went after Splash Mountain, they changed it, and I don't know who they is. They they changed it. We'll just say they changed yeah. Splash Mountain. Yeah, Disney uh, is changing the theme of Splash Mountain, but the ride is inherently going to stay the same. Correct? Oh, like, yeah. The ride it's itself, the same it's ride. It's, it's the same thing. Okay, skin. So what I'm wondering, because of something like this, that you know, none of us was even on our mind. What are other things that might Get changed soon because they'll be like, oh well. We Honestly, at first I thought it was like, you know, that Disney guy was like a terrible anti-Semite. <laughs> Are they going to just change the name of the fucking place? Yeah, like Walt Disney was not a good guy. Like, no, he he was not the most pleasant individual, and he didn't have very good views. No. So, is there a world? That we could see in the you know foreseeable future where Disney World isn't even called or Disney's not even called Disney anymore, or is the brand bigger than the person? The, the brand bigger, bigger than the person. Well, okay, then okay. You know, so like they're not going to change it to fucking Mickey Mouse Park because that shit sounds stupid. So that if that's the case, but but here's here be the argument on the other side. People are very angry about things at the forefront of what America is. Right? They're mm. they're going to get bored eventually because this is we're at a fast food cycle, correct? Yeah. So they're willing to face the face of George Washington. Yep. What's to say? And you're going to tell. Disney's bigger than America. I guess it is bigger than America. They don't it own bill, billions of do trillions of dollars of China. I guess they're owned by China. You know, if you if you really think about it, so there's there's probably like a subsect of people that go to Disney World just because it's like a destination, right? Sure, absolutely. Family, it's a family but like the most famous family trip. The people that go to Disney, and I'm not one of these people, but the people that go to Disney are Pleasant. about. They're the about fucking it. brand, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, sure. They're you Disney know, like, everything. Like, uh, you know, Walt Disney is the greatest, uh, you know, American in history. He did X, Y, and Z. You know, uh, the, the yeah. The they they don't even no, want, they don't even want to hear the anti-Semitic stuff. He didn't even fucking draw Mickey Mouse. He fucking bought it from Oob Iwerks. Well, good you for know, him. The, but the the it's a good business it, you know, decision. The, I like I like to go for you know the experience it, of it. You know, the experience Could you give a shit about the man Walt Disney? Could you give a shit less, dude? How many old old Disney movies do you even watch anymore? When's the last time you watched like a like one of the OG related like directly linked to Walt Disney Disney movies? Uh, I watched Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea when you told Disney Taylor was. to watch it and he didn't watch it. Yes. Okay. No, you, no, you told me to read the book and I, I no. You, he said watch the movie. Yes, yeah, so I watched the movie. You also said read the book too. Oh, I think you said watch the movie, oh. then read the book. Yeah. Tomato, anyway. tomato. So when's the last time Taylor you watched one of those classically linked to Disney Disney films? Years. It, it's it's been years. I, I, I mean, like, like I like rack my brain here. Last Disney movie I think I watched was probably the first. Part of the Caribbean, like recently. I know, I know. I watched the original Lion King, but that's not even close. I do no. love some of them. Like I love Pinocchio. That was like if you were an Italian, that was like every Italian grandparent's you know, you favorite. Gotta, you got to really think about it. If you're if you're anywhere after like I think 1963, he died. Yeah, something like that. You, you have that. That's a that's a lot of fucking movies that have no direct connection. And, and you it. have a, an era of Disney that was historically terrible, yeah. like a twenty year stretch where it was a good one here and there. Yeah, I'd have to really like think about what the. I, okay, last one, legitimately, 
what was probably Lion King, but before that was when they released the original Peter Pan on Blu-ray. I bought that because I love that movie. Yeah. And they would probably release that again right now with the whole let, what makes the red man red thing in it. You know, if you I was at, shocked even on the Blu-ray. Yeah. It was like they what makes the red man red? Yeah, and they had cut stuff out of it too. You know, if you if you look at like their classics and then their modern classics, you know, there's probably um, you know, they had a lot of live action movies in the Herbie. in the sixties and seventies that were eh, eh, yeah. hit or miss. But if you look at like the animation side of it, um, you, you've got Peter Pan, you've got Fantasia, Cinderella, Snow, Cinderella, White, Snow Bambi, White, and then there was Pinocchio. Nothing. Yeah, and you then got there those, was nothing until yeah. Aladdin. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Or was Beauty and the Beast before Aladdin? No, I Be- think Beauty and the Beast was before. Was before after. Beauty and the Beast was before. It was in the same era. Yeah, because you know, like, Beauty and the Beast got nominated for fucking Best Picture. Yeah, you know, it was Beauty and the Beast. I think. It was 91. Yeah. I think it was 91, Beauty Little and Mermaid, the Beast. Yeah, it was before. Beauty, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, uh, and Aladdin are all kind of And then like The that. Lion King was just like everything. Yeah, that's where Disney really started to come back. And then, and then Pixar comes along, Toy yeah. Story, and then you go into yeah. Finding Nemo. Hercules. Underrated. Oh, Hercules was the last good one oh, of that yeah, era yeah. of Disney, for sure. Well, Mulan in 1998 was really good, And too. Hercules was 99, I believe. 97. 97, okay. So Mulan was probably and, the last and Pocahontas there. in 1995. Pocahontas was fucking huge. Like, I didn't even know the Aristocrats came out in 1970. I didn't even know that. Aristocats? Oh, what did I say? Aristocrats? The Aristocrats is the yeah, one that... that yeah, I actually you, said it right. You should watch that if you've never if seen it. If you've never seen the Aristocrats, dude. No. That's what... It's just all these different comedians about how to tell the same classic Aristocrats oh. joke. Yeah. Oh. Bob Saget's in it. Don Rickles is Bob in it. Bob okay. Saget is by far the most violent. Oh, movie dude, movie dude. It's, it you need, you'll love it. Also, too, like my, the most underrated Disney movie for me of all time. My, one of my all-time favorite kids' movies. Fox and the Hound. Fox and the Hound. Fox... I knew. 1981. I knew. Fox and the Hound is great. But so again, I that's where I wonder. So think about I could totally see them going eventually this group, this bitter people online build dude, they're going after JK Rowling. Granted, she actually is putting her She sucks. She's doubling down so much that I feel don't feel bad for her whatsoever. Fucking she got dragged by Stephen King. Dude, he didn't he didn't even drag her. He retweeted something she said that he agreed with, and then she retweet quote tweeted it like, Oh, Stephen King, blah blah blah. I love you know, wasn't saying like that, but she was praising him. And then someone replied to Stephen King. What do you think about her and what she said, blah, blah, blah. And he said, she's wrong, trans women are women. She deletes her original tweet that he uh, quoted and then b- blocks Stephen King. So I, I, I originally, at first I was like, dude, she has her, she's allowed to have her opinions. Then she writes a 3,500-word essay doubling down on her comments. At that point, I'm like, all right, I don't feel bad for you anymore. So I'm thinking, I guarantee you, I'm, I'm making this declaration now, and this isn't that big of a reach, but within two years, the Redskins won't be the Redskins anymore. I Probably. I mean, I Daniel Snyder has balked at it, but he wants a new stadium badly, and they're not going to give him taxpayer-funded dollars unless he agrees to change the name. It's going to happen eventually. But, like, my, real quick with J.K. Rowling, like, you came from nothing. You will, you wrote arguably the greatest, one of the greatest books. One of the most the successful last... series, maybe the most successful novel series, besides the Bible right. of all time. Right. And like you're you're a multi fucking millionaire, billionaire, you every, billionaire. You got everything you've ever wanted in life. I understand that you want to use that platform and try to make things better. You know, obviously, but this is like you are roped in with celebrity now, is what you are. Yeah. And, and what is what do, what do people not want to hear from at the moment? And, fucking celebrities. No one gives well, a and shit. And especially when you when you don't need to write a thirty five hundred page essay after you've been one of the most 
loud, loudest voices for the LGBTQ community to say why that you're you're just no matter how anyone feels about whatever they transgender people feel that you're disregarding what they say. Not only do you say it, then you double down with the thirty five hundred word essay. I don't feel bad for you when you're getting attacked. See, Shut I, the fuck up. It's, it's just it's what it's what happening is every time is like she'll dig herself into a hole and then she, like obviously she she tries to she dig tries herself to cl- out. She claws her way. She claws her nails off, and and it makes it worse. Yeah, absolutely it's makes it worse. Just steer into it. Um, and just say I fucked up. So it's easier, dude. I, I'm just so I, I so that's the thing with the Redskins. Going back to Daniel Snyder, you know he's such an ass because he doesn't realize he's all about money, right? We we agree with that with him completely. Percent. How much money would this asshole make if he just changed a team name on merch being sold? People buying new jerseys, shirts, hats, new logo. How much money would he make off that? Do you know how much money he would make? Not even from original Redskins like fans, like just people, like you know, yeah, people, people be like, become, you did the right thing, like, like blah blah blah. People that are on the fence about what team the Redskins finally did the right thing. Well, it's Dude, the same thing. Like, like, do you think the Atlanta Braves would change their name too? Oh, well, they already eliminated the Tomahawk Chop. Which is, which just is like, perfect. Just like the Indians got rid of their mascot, Chief Wahoo. Uh-huh. Um, well, so here's, so again, let's keep going down the rabbit hole. What about Florida State? What no, because about? the Florida State Seminoles, they're an actual tribe. They're not just right. calling them Redskins or Indians. And the Seminoles, in, the Seminole tribe literally okayed it and said they're fine with See, it and they donate to that. That's an agreement. And, you know, I used I had this argument on my old sports podcast about the Redskins thing because um, they polled Native Americans about this and the majority of them were not offended by it. But it, it, that begs the argument that if it, 10% of the population is unhappy with something, if it's not that big of a deal, is it worth saving the fucking headache by just changing the name? Right. I know you don't want to give in to these wackos, but there is a merit to the argument. Whether you see it or I see it or no one sees it or everyone sees it, there is a merit to the argument to be had. Is it worth the headache? No, it definitely isn't. And I also heard somewhere where they don't even like being referred to as Native Americans. No, they want they, American, American Indians. American, American Indians, Indians is, what, is what they want to be it's, called. You know, it's just a... The, at this point, not they. That's no, not they. Like, I feel terrible. What, what American Indians want to be called? I still say Native American. It's just we were told, you know, we got to think about our era of high school. Maybe, probably Taylor got more of the Native American side of it. But Josh, our first what? Eight years of elementary school through middle school, it was Indians still. Yeah. They didn't really say Native American. You were maybe the teacher that was a little head of the curb saying Native American. It was like my but, freshman year high And now school it's American Indian. Started, yeah. yeah, it's like American, which is fun. I don't give a shit. Like, Dave Chappelle had one of the best jokes ever is if you see more than three Native Americans in one place, it's a happening. Like, it's an event. Like, call them, if they want to be called American Indians, who gives a fuck? <laughs> These people have to be, oh, the, I'm not giving the peace thing. Cancel culture. This isn't that big of a deal. This isn't digging up someone's tweet from two. 2010, where they said a word where they were too young and stupid to realize they shouldn't be saying. <laughs> what, what did Chappelle say? Through a rapper, through a gum wrapper on the ground. One single tear came, came down his eye. <laughs> um, so another cancel culture thing happening right now in the, the same vein that I just mentioned, pulling up something old. Uh, thing that you guys are big fans of. Barstool Sports is under fire. I think they're going to be fine. But they pulled up that video from 2016 when Colin Kaepernick first began, began, Don't began say his they. protest. Who, who pulled it up? Oh, no, I don't think she was the initial one. Someone sent it to her. Well, I, I, I'm the one that tweeted no, it. Well, that's where it started to gain traction. But I, someone sent that to her because I went and looked at the thread. She wasn't the person that first brought it up. Someone tweeted to her, and she went from there. Jamila Hill to, is what to, we're talking about. And, she, and she's horrific, too. She's awful. She's, I don't like Barstool. She's a thousand times worse than Barstool. But the clip was him, uh, Dave Portnoy, saying that he didn't know that Colin Kaepernick was black. He just thought he was a terrorist okay. like Osama bin Laden. No, he called him a, a bin Laden. Right. And yeah. he tweeted that he... 
this is where I gain a little bit of an issue with him. He defended it, and then he had to go delete his own tweet where he oh, put he them side it. by side. He deleted the tweet of Kaepernick and Bin Laden side by side. Don't say you're not backing down unless you're backing down. You could acknowledge it. Acknowledge that you're deleting something. And because uh, he, he called out Jameel Hill for uh, deleting a tweet that she apologized for, and then he does it and doesn't acknowledge it. But regardless. They they're willing to you know admit they grew up. I and they're also in the vein of comedy. That's that's my thing. They're in the vein of comedy. They never said they didn't do anything wrong. Like Howard Stern, we've talked about the last couple weeks. Right. Well, the well, the part that pissed me off the most about that simply is that when she when whoever sent it to her tweets that video, and then uh, what was his name? I think it was either KFC or Big Cat tweets the final forty five seconds of that video where they said Kaepernick kneeling is the most American thing you could possibly. Sure, sure. You know what well, I'm saying that's, like, but that's but he, that's not the, that's not the point of why people are mad about it, is that he's calling him. By a race, and it's like saying, like you can't say no offense, but I hope your mother dies. But, but it's if, like it's like one, that's the, the the argument to be had. I understand it's an argument, but here's here's why I think it's a little it's a little BS, not BS, but why I think it's a little. If you take it back a little bit, is simply because he said, "Listen, I'm just being honest. That's that's how my brain thinks. My brain is fucked." Yeah, up. yeah, I get that, and I, and I get it. And he acknowledges that maybe it's, uh, listen, it's, I'm, it's I'm an the, archaic way of thinking. I'm the same way. I don't think barstool should be canceled. I, I've said to you guys for a while, Portnoy is going to have to step back at some point. The more more investors come in. Right. It's just how it works. Dana White literally called the most famous MMA journalist, the most famous MMA autobiographer, Loretta Hunt, called her a cunt at a press conference. He used to call all the male journalists fags and um, pussies regularly. And he said, I'm never changing for anyone. And then that $2.3 billion deal comes along. And now Dana White still criticizes people, but you don't hear him calling women cunts regularly. That's fucking the more money that gets involved, you have to tone it back. That's what, what's half the reason the Mr. McMahon character doesn't exist anymore because you got to think we always think about the attitude era being the biggest uh, p- part of wrestling right the mo- the best time ever. Economically, it's not even close to what WWE's been in the last 15 years. So that's the biggest reason the Mr. McMahon vile character disappeared and the whole evolution of wrestling going from Attitude Era to, you know, Ruthless Aggression to just straight PG, which it's still it's still mostly PG, I would say. Yeah. And it's money. The more money you get involved, that's what happens, especially as the socio-economical social structure in the country changes. Right, for sure. So I, I don't I don't know I just uh, the Barstool thing I saw I was like why is anyone surprised is what they do like you're acting like they just like it was like Mike Francesa uh, and Chris Russo denying that they ever said the Jews did 9/11 like they literally said it right after 9/11 that they believe Israel was involved the Jews did it and they never talk about oh, yeah. it that, that was that's on the 30 for 30 yeah and they're like oh we never said that like it, like yes you did like people heard it so it, it's this Barstool's never hid from who they are this is who they are someone said that tweeted earlier it's like why are people acting like why are people upset that barstool fans are defending them they're 40 year old frat boys that still subscribe to maxim that's 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 the truth of a lot of them i I mean mean, listen i I, listen i'm a barstool fan but like i'm not hard like you're not a stoolie you're not a douche you're not a a stoolie on barstool is a little weird to me honestly it's it's like anything else it's a fandom i mean like i I, listen i bought shirts from them but like i bought the gambling shirts like the the, the gambling aspect of it is what i like yeah that and that shit's cool i'm totally down with that they post great content Content. But their version of comedy is, like I said, it's so frat boy. It's so like, ugh. yeah. And like dude, they're not gonna be able to do that until they're fifty. It's not gonna work. It never does. Well, I th- Howard I th- Stern had to fucking change. I, I, th- I think Portnoy is gonna find a way to keep trying to do it. Like his Davy Dave Trader stuff is so fucking. No, funny. I think he's still gonna be involved. I just think that the uh, the more outlandish, unapologetic stuff is it's gonna go away. Like I said, Dana White, Vince McMahon. And like it's, the, it's not saying that he's gonna become them, but he's right. built a empire from nothing well, already. Listen, I'm they not, ain't getting canceled, well, guys. Listen, and I, I'm, I'm not. I'm 
I'm not against him if he wants to throw his hat in the ring and be one of the investors on the Mets with A-Rod. I'm not against it at all. He's I'm fucking I, money, dude, man. I, I would take, dude, if Jameel Hill had $2 billion and she wanted to buy the Mets, I'd say yes because she'll spend, I don't give a fuck who buys it. Anyway. As long as they're not a fucking pedophile, a murderer. Because, dude, they're all billionaires. They're assholes no matter what. They're, jerk-offs, yeah, they're all fucking jerk-offs. Um, Actually, I, I have something. Can please. I say something? Yes, is it about um, uh, the owner of the New York Knicks? Yes, it is. All right, great. I had that next. Okay, so the owner of the New York Knicks, Mr. James Dolan, is known for a lot of different things, and all of them pretty much bad, right? Uh, JD had the straight shot, his Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. uh, so, uh, Tony, that's unnecessary. It's yeah, 2020. So, we don't use words like that. It is so funny you used a Tony drop just now. So, in 2010, the year of LeBron's infamous decision of him leaving Cleveland... They just made a documentary about the decision, I believe. Yeah, Correct. they did. Taking his talents to South Beach, the whole nine yards. Uh, allegedly, on Bill on Bill Simmons' podcast, they said that the Knicks was his number one destination. Okay. The Knicks was is where well, he wanted to go. a lot of us had heard them. You got to remember how upset Knicks fans were. Right. They, people thought they were getting him and... Uh, Chris and, 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 and Dwayne Wade. I remember our friend Chris saying, "We're get, if we don't get LeBron, we're definitely getting Bosch and Wade. They got fucking um, uh, Amari Stoudemire. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Carmelo Anthony. Too. Well, a couple years later. Right. Yeah. So... Uh, LeBron goes to this meeting with Dolan and everyone at the Knicks and stuff, and literally it was it was it was said that this is the Knicks guy to lose. LeBron and wants to be in New York, and generally, That's what it I, I, let me ask. I want to preface this a little sure. bit, or it's almost a, a rhetorical question. Sure, but when teams are courting big free agents, they like do the bells and whistles. They bring in the caviar, the the champagne. They're they're going nuts for them. They take them on a tour of the city, a great restaurant. It's like known for being like a spectacle, like they did with Garrett Cole. It's like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So this is what Bill Simmons said. He goes. From everyone that I've talked to in uh, in the know since then, it's clear that the where the Knicks were the first. Speaking choice. to the mic more. Clear the Knicks were the first choice, and I'm sorry, Knicks fans, earmuffs, but it was basically the Knicks to lose, and they just couldn't stay out of their own way. And the stories are legendary. Yes, they had the legendary meeting. Donnie Walsh was in a wheelchair. Dolan was Dolan, and it was a complete. And it was just a complete. They didn't have anything prepared and it just couldn't have gone worse by all accounts it was a disaster nice and by disaster that means that oh i don't know james gandolfini and whoever the chick is that plays carmella edie falco edie falco reprised their roles as carmella and tony soprano and were part of the pitch to come to new york (laughs) they paid them two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for 15 minutes each for 15 minutes and it didn't work. Nothing worked. <laughs> okay, first James off. James Dolan even handed out free CDs to LeBron and his people of JD in the straight shots. Oh, that, okay, that would be a deal breaker for me. <laughs> it was an unmitigated disaster. Okay, first you know, like, off. If... It, it, why don't you bring in like you bring in Jeter, you bring in fucking guys that have won in New York. You bring in fucking. If you know, at that point, you bring in David Wright. Wait, you know, I also want to. I also want to remind people: The Sopranos is about New Jersey. <laughs> like it's about this New is, Jersey. This is in 2010, when did the Sopranos go off the air? 2003. Uh 2004. Yeah, in that ballpark. 2004. Like for all the shit I give Jeter, he was such a New York guy, and I think if they reached out to him and said. Hey Derek, do you think you could try to help us get LeBron here? Yeah, he'd have he been would. all the he fuck would have, over. He was it. New York through yeah, and through. He, yeah, was, he was more New York than I know. A Rod's your favorite player. He was more New York City. Oh, yeah, yeah A sure. was never fully embraced like Derek Jeter was. Bring in Jorge Posada. Bring in hey, fucking Bernie, somebody. Bring, bring someone. God damn it! But like, just hearing this, and I was so just not. Okay, and this is the sad part. Sopranos, my favorite show in the world. If they did some douche thing, I mean, they couldn't do it now, but back then, if they brought in Gandolfini and Edie Falco 
playing their characters. I go, <laughs> and they weren't even in person. It was a video message. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It's they, it, they recorded. I, need, I want it. I want to see it so bad now. I do too. I want it to be scored by JD in the straight shot though. <laughs> it's like, like it's it's so bad when the best oh player in the world. God. In in your sport, wants to play for you. You gave him douche chills. You gave him douche chills, and you fucked it up, man. Uh, I literally one of my favorite moments, one of the only great moments of Ralph being the co-host of the show was when uh, uh, JD and the Straight Shot released their single that he wrote about Harvey Weinstein. What was he called? Um, it, the song's called "I Should Have Known." Josh, have you heard this? I have. Um, it and is garbage. And and it's uh, about how because he was friends with Harvey Weinstein about literally making about himself. I should have known what was happening, dude. You did. Like, come on, you were friends with him. You did. Um, and to know that that's what it was, but I desperately need to see that 15 minute pitch by Carmela and Tony, like in the worst way. I would have been more into it if they just got like Artie Bucco cooking and talking about the cuisine of New York City. <laughs> and I then was, I would just hope it's just Tony, just like, or then, then all it, it is, it's a 15 second clip, LeBron. Come, what is, yeah. Jenny Sex Fetus. <laughs> no, like, think on. about it. This is how you do it. You can do Artie Bucco's Fine Cuisine in the New York City area, right? And then you cut to fucking Bada Bing and it's Silvio. And he's talking about the fine gentleman's establishments in the area. And then in the back, it's Gandolfini beating up Georgie with the fucking yeah. fish. <laughs> like, that's to come here. This happens to you. Like, something like that. That would be a more interesting pitch than Tony and Carmella, who, great on screen couple, but it was especially great because they fought so fucking strongly. Yep. What were they fighting in the 15 minutes? Talking about the legacy of the Knicks versus the Celtics? Guess what? There isn't one. That's not a competition. The Knicks are one of those legacy teams, just like the Redskins, and why it's such sure. a big deal about trying to change your name. They're just synonymous with the NBA. The Redskins are synonymous with the NFL and being one of those early dynasty-type teams and having a great legacy. And you fucked up LeBron James. He could have made he could have taken a lesser deal in New York and made so much more money just on endorsements in New York City, which is one of the biggest reasons I thought he was going to Brooklyn or because he was a favorite for Brooklyn too. Yeah. Um, and thank God we got Darren Williams, who the Nets officially stopped paying today. I saw finally that. Is it fifteen thousand dollars a day or something. It, it's like something that? stupid, but so he, he we're done paying him today. Tomorrow the Mets pay Bobby Bonilla while they're not paying anyone else. <laughs> so the infamous Bobby Bonilla day is tomorrow, which I have a major gripe with, and it's. Not just because I'm a Mets fan, but just because it's a common thing in Major League Baseball. The Yankees are still paying a Rod. They probably will be for the next ten Dude, years. The Celtics are still playing. Are still paying Kevin Garnett. Yeah, it's just it's just because Andy Ramirez still getting paid by the fucking Red Sox. I, but I get why it is because it's the Mets and it was a guy they signed that used to be pretty good, but he wasn't as good as they paid him, and then he wasn't good for them, of course. And they're still paying him. It's just the story of the Mets. It's a Mets thing, so I'm like, whatever, go with it. People have fun on Bobby Bonilla Day, whatever. Um, <laughs> Something I wanted to talk about last week. I'm mad we didn't with Pat because this is a subject near and dear to him. Um, he's probably the biggest Batman fan I know besides a couple different people here and there. And we didn't talk about the what it looks like will be happening with Michael Keaton reprising the role as Batman in The Flash and possibly as a Nick Fury type role in the new DC universe that they're building. Uh, I'm about it, dude. Old man Batman in that kind of role. I'm so fucking down for it. Well, if you have the same character like, like how uh, the older Batman was like the mentor to the newer Batman. Batman and Batman Beyond. Correct. It makes sense. I think that would be cool. I'm just so far out on DC. I, I, I just don't care. Sure. Enough, well, man. this would get me back in. Josh, would it get you more into it, oh, too, sure. if, if, sure. if he's in it? Yeah. Um, but I did. So, apparently, they're, they haven't closed a deal. It's close to happening. But there are conversations that if he doesn't do it, that they may approach Christian Bale to do it as well. Okay. Um, and there's also some stuff going around that they have interest in Christian Bale as the Joker. 
I'm, I'm down for Christian Bale as anything. Yeah, he's fucking nice. great. I just made the landlord watch The Machinist last night. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so fucking good. Well, so some, I want Willem Dafoe as the Joker say, in the yes, worst way. So someone put out, like, who would you pick as a Joker? And I the, saw it. Was it was Bale. It was Bale, Dafoe, Jake Gyllenhaal. And Robert Pattinson. And Robert Pattinson. No, Robert. It was someone else. I can't remember who it was. I was going to say, Robert Pattinson is Batman. Batman. Yeah. Right. Oh, no. Who was, Who the fuck was it? it was, I, there was a fourth. I can't remember. Yeah. But I remember, like, I was reading the thread, and everyone's, like, shitting on, like, why would, why would it be Gyllenhaal? And the only thing I could think Joel of. Gyllenhaal's a great actor. The only thing I thought of was, like, you know. Bubble Boy. Everyone <laughs> everyone said the same thing when Heath Ledger every, got cast. Every cast. Every single every, fucking person. In Batman, more than any other superhero genre, uh, uh, series, the casting is so scrutinized. Michael Keaton got shit on because they're like, this is the dude from Mr. Mom. <laughs> yeah, and he got right. shit on. And to me, he still is the best Bruce Wayne there's been. The best combo of Bruce Wayne to Batman, by far. Oh, man. Bale was pretty damn good. Well, Bale was, Bale was... I thought Bale was a fucking fantastic Batman. The Bruce Wayne was good. But I liked the... Like in the original Batman with Michael Keaton, the whole scene when he's Bruce Wayne and he, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Oh, I love that, that Bruce Wayne. It was I, Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. He would be great too because he's, I mean, he just played a clown though for fucking four years. Like, come on. Uh, come up with someone better. I love the guy. He's great on Castle Rock. He's a great actor. But um, Michael Keaton to me is still my favorite Bruce Wayne in the first two Batman movies. Batman and Batman Returns, which is so underrated in the comic book movie schemes. Danny DeVito as the Penguin is so goddamn damn good and he's legitimately creepy they marketed that movie to kids yeah <laughs> when you watch it was it not back, a kid's movie no I watched dude, when i was a kid and freaked me the fuck out man dude, it's crazy because you got to think the mcdonald i remember the mcdonald's toy push with that with happy meals they had the glasses it opens that, up with his parents dumping him over a bridge and one of the parents one of the parents is fucking peewee herman it's paul <laughs> yeah. rubens dude it? yeah it's yeah. paul rubens i didn't know that um oh, god so something exciting from uh, this past weekend that I'm so thrilled about is one Sasha Baron Cohen and what oh, he yeah. did at that third three percenters far right rally. So he went up to these people. He contacted them and said, I want to play. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for the stage, the instruments, the sound system, the security. Oh, you're in. They didn't do any kind of screening on who he was. And this motherfucker goes up there for 10 minutes and is going. Yeah, I, don't wanna, I, don't, I don't want to repeat. No, it's fine. Says. It's funny. CNN, what you going to do? Chop them up like the Saudis do. He's <laughs> Chinese people, what we going to oh. do? Drop the nukes like we did in World War II. Oh. Didn't uh, drop it on I him. know. That's that's why that's, and, they, and they were chanting it with him. Oh my and, god! And uh, what else was there? Doctor Fauci, what we gonna do? Inject him with the Wuhan flu, uh, oh god. It, dude. But he had like little, like actual, like full, like paragraphs, like things he was singing in between those choruses. And what's so funny to see is the spin that you're seeing, like the the Ben Shapiro's of the world doing, where he's like, "Oh, they turned on him immediately." This motherfucker went on for nine minutes before there was any kind of commotion about what he was actually. It wasn't until he got to the Chinese people, "What you gonna do?" part where. He you could see people were like, is this guy fucking with us? They were all chanting it. Chop them up like the Saudis do. Reject them with the Wuhan flu. I'll lock her up like we used to do. It just it, it just shows in America. If you come up with a good rhyme, people chant it. Yeah. It's well, terrible. if you think back to Borat. On, on the Ali G show, when he got a whole bar to sing Throw the Jew Down the Well, to literally oh sing it out loud. <laughs> He's a fucking genius. And then he, so he leaves in an ambulance, right? They escort him in an ambulance. Uh -huh. And then they're interviewing people about what was, ha like people that ran it about what was happening. And he comes back in a journalist outfit with just a big beard on and he's interviewing the guy. Awesome. This has to be for Who Is America season two, I would think, I would right? hope so. And like, the, if you anyone who watches Who Is America, it's so like weird, it's so eye-opening like how people like all act like that. Specifically like like with the congressman dropping hard arms. Oh my God, that when he did that. Yeah. I, so it's like, how would you get someone
everyone's attention. And, and I've seen, like, so you see, like, the so- the thing from the, the right side of the aisle, the Ben Shapiro's of the world, they're going to be like, he only seems to target conservative audiences. I'm like, yeah, and you know what? If, if This is the sad truth. If he did it to, like, uh, one of these left, left extreme left-wing protests, like, went to Seattle and the chop, whatever it's called, sure. he'd probably get shot and stabbed. More than likely. Which is sad. It, it's, dude, the, the truth is, left, right, center, whatever, groups of people are incredibly gullible, and like you said, to a catchy tune, a, a catchy chorus. But when they're in big groups, people like to fall in line. And it, it just happens that he's very, very good at what he does. I mean, it's, just, it's something, it's, it's so silly, but they even did like, a, even though it's scripted, in a How I Met Your Mother, they were doing experiments. They were like, all right, well, we're, I'm going to start a chant in a bar. And he's like, USA, USA. The entire bar starts chanting USA. Then Robin comes in, starts chanting Canada. Nothing yeah. happens, right? And it's like, any good chant will get going. And then Barney just goes, Shrimp fried rice. Shrimp fried <laughs> rice. And people are about rice. it. And people want shrimp fried rice. It's so silly, even though it's scripted, but it's very true. Dude, like, you do, it, do it in your like, cool. Do it in your cool is so, one of the best so, chants you can oh, make. Dude, and people actually surprised about him doing this and only targeting the right wing. Think about in the Borat movie, because not many people have seen all Ali G, but this is a regular thing he did. But in the Borat movie, when he goes to the rodeo and he's saying, um, may Fiora, or Premier Bush um, eat the souls of every man, woman, and child in Afghanistan. And people are going fucking nuts. He called him Premier Bush. They didn't start getting crazy until he did the Kazakhstani national anthem to the tune of the American national anthem. Like, Kazakhstan is the the best country in the world. All other countries are run by are, are run by girls. little girls. Kazakhstan is number one <laughs> exporter of petroleum. Potassium. <laughs> potassium. Potassium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> potassium. Oh, dude, it's the. I actually just watched Bruno again the other day. I watched Borat. When dude, he's at the dinner party and he comes back with the bag of shit. And goes, what do I do with this? Dude, my favorite part is when he's talking to the feminists and then he's talking about how, how to get Pamela Anderson and it cuts to an inner monologue. I could not pay attention to what this old man was saying. The best, uh, the best, like one line moment in the movie for me is when he's talking to the guy about going to the gay pride parade, and he's like, uh, "You mean to tell me the man who tried to insert a rubber fist inside my nose was uh, homosexual?" <laughs> the realiz- the realization. Yup. And he goes. And then he has a <laughs> then he has a nude wrestling scene. Oh I like crumb. His, his, his crumb. Hang my sister Shavin. Hang like a sleeve of wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking funny. He releases chickens on the subway, dude. Dude, I, when I was at Bob's house one day, he literally he just said that he goes eat my crumb, right? eat my crumb, and he, that's all he said. And they go, we have to watch Borat and right you now. Bought it. I bought it immediately for like twenty bucks. Um, in other uh, people that are trying to be canceled, and this is I texted you guys about this last night. This is the dumbest one. I'm like, I can't sympathize with this, not even a little bit. Christopher Nolan. Because he doesn't allow chairs on the sets of his films, because he he believes that if you're sitting, you're not working. How many times at, at Best Buy did we hear if you if you can lean, you can clean? Like oh, I don't know, Josh. How many times you take the fucking stool away? Just once. And who'd you take it from? Him. Why? Everybody, not just me. Sucked. But you, you took I it. Sucked, you, took, right. you took it away. You don't know that's true. You know that's not. All right. True. Let, let's get down Listen, to this. Okay. Taylor so, sat. Wait, I want. I want stock. Ask Stelly. I want to do it. Got written up. I want to do an interview about this. So you took the stool away, right? Yeah. Now what, and it was solely because of Taylor. Were yes. there other parties involved? Okay. Okay. No. 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 So it wasn't solely because of Taylor. But he was the straw that Taylor was, was the, big straw the, the number back. one A offender. Okay. The number okay. one sure, B offender 
was Bob. Okay, I believe that entirely. The two biggest dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by far. So here, so you took the stool away. Yeah. Was it allowed back out on when Taylor wasn't working? No. Okay, so it was just, but it, it Taylor, was gone for like three days, and then I got annoyed that it wasn't there, so I put it back. Because you wanted to sit. Yes. <laughs> so everyone was sitting. Josh became the lead, and the first thing he did was he took the stool away. <laughs> Speaking of the premiere, <laughs> but Dr. Robert Stalin. <laughs> no, some, I forget He's a dictator. I forget. And a dictator. I forget who said it yesterday. It's like, He's not good, he's not bad, but he's Mussolini. Yeah, he's Mussolini. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, so this Christopher Nolan thing, it was from an interview Anne Hathaway did where she talked about how she loved she loved working with Christopher Nolan, that his take on making movies was so unique. And then she mentioned that. And people were like, this has to be a SAG violation. Like, you're going to hit up the, the Screen Actors Guild. You know, this is a, a SAG violation. Is it? And then it turns out, like, people are coming out saying, no, that's not a rule there. He prefer if you're in standing engaged. There's two rules are no cell phones, understandable, and no smoking. He makes exceptions. Like that, sure. But again, how are we acting like he's fucking like a, a terror to work for if he doesn't want people sitting on his set? He's the director of the movie. He's the boss. He, make, he, he calls the shots. The producer technically is the money person, but the guy that's making the movie, yes, he's the boss. That's he's the saying. GM to the district manager. That's exactly what it is. And like, it's, it's, it's a non-story is it's, what it is. I know. It's 100% I'm, a non-story. I saw people like saying we shouldn't let him make movies anymore. Well, I literally clicked it and I was like these people and it wasn't just one or two people it, it was, was a, a shit ton well because I, I clicked on because it was trending last they're night, acting so like I, he's doing slave labor no, so I'm looking at it and it's like it's discriminatory it's discriminatory against uh, old, disabled older, disabled people and disabled elderly disabled elderly people and it's like well you don't know every single story and every single set and every single fucking thing that he's You're, he's gonna tell a person in the wheelchair that they can't sit down that no. would be fucking Chris, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like, people are like, he brings up a paraplegic. All right, guy, get up. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, uh, like he's Shawn Michaels in yeah. the wheelchair and yeah. he just stands up. Exactly, Linda McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just one of those things. Again, it's a non-story. It's people trying to fucking cancel Christopher Nolan for no reason other than the they're fact bored. That they're, they're pissed about nothing right now. Um, they're making a new Pirates of the Caribbean, Taylor. Why? Um, listen, it's it, this is this is cool. Is it Ponce de Leon again? No. It's being written by the 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 squad that did suicide. Oh, uh, not suicide. Birds of Prey with Margot Robbie. The one you made, movie that no one saw. And it's gonna star Margot Robbie. And oh. it's gonna be a chick's Pirates of the Caribbean. That I don't care about that. I care more that. Whoever, whoever you won't even see it. Whoever is Margot Robbie's agent should be fired. Margot Robbie is a fantastic actress that is in these really, really shitty movies, and then she's in she's in a great one. And then she then she's in a really, really shitty one. Then she's in a great one. Then well, she's, here's she's the in thing that sucks: one. even her great ones haven't been wildly successful. Like she was great in I Tanya. it didn't make a lot of money. Uh, Bombshell wasn't very good. She was great. She got an Oscar nomination. It actually tanked at the box office. Suicide right. Squad tanked, or not Suicide. Squad technically didn't tank. It was profitable. Birds of Prey tanked. Um, he did that one. She did that one with uh, Will Smith. Was it Focus? I, th- I guess. Oh, uh, it was. Know. It was fucking awful. But like, I, I think she's. I think she's a very good actress. She's a great actress. But, like you said, whoever her agent is, fire that fucking agent. She's man. great in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Obviously, she was, awesome. she was great in that. Yeah. But she. She. Listen on paper. Birds of Prey should have made a lot of money. They marketed it terribly. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, I mean, they really haven't made money since the third one. Because they, they've made, what, two more since then? I think so. Two I stopped more. watching after four. And they, they, they didn't do very well. And they're still trying to make another one with Johnny Depp. And he's still in legal trouble. But, um, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, all females. Um, we lost a legend in, in the comedic world today. Uh, the great Carl Reiner died at the age of 98. Um, it's a long life. Man. That's a that's really awesome. long life. A legacy when you consider his son is Rob Reiner, who was made 
made countless classic films. Um, he was meathead on fucking All in the Family. Yeah, but uh, Carl Reiner's biggest contribution for me personally is to my all-time favorite comedy that he co-wrote and directed, The Jerk. Yeah. Um, another movie that would not be allowed to get made now. No shot. Oh my God. When the first line of the movie is, I was born a poor black child, and it's fucking Steve Martin as a homeless man, um, I'm going to say they wouldn't be able to make that anymore. Uh, so there was a really good fight this weekend, Taylor. In the main event, uh, Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker threw the fuck down was, for five rounds. It was wild, dude. Dude, it was such a good fight. The first two rounds were very clearly Hooker, and I thought he had Poirier done, and I thought Poirier gassed himself out going for that guillotine in the third round. Yep. But his stamina, his pace was fucking fantastic. He ate some bombs, didn't get dropped. He was definitely rocked a couple times, but he just stood in the pocket, planted his feet, and fucking threw. It was the end of the second round when it, it was like, I, I'm like, Poirier's probably going to get knocked out. At the the end of the second round, the last 10 seconds, Hooker hits him easily with 10 clean shots each to each side of the head. One, two, three, four, four yeah. quick succession. Then it's over. Um, but Poirier showed, uh, you know, he had a lot of there, poise. There was another exchange that was similar was like that. I think hard. in the third round where Hooker was just throwing, landed a few bombs and he had him backed into the cage and Poirier just covered up and he kind of ducked over and he landed a right hook, the left hook. He threw like a step in elbow. Yep. Poirier was, all, Hooker was great too. Hooker's tough as fuck. That was as, as a fight of the year contender like instantly just an absolute war it was fucking awesome to watch i loved it um you know the 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 ufc has really put on so many good fantastic but the card next weekend i am so excited for yeah, Usman and gilbert burns i hope uh it's uh, i i cannot wait for it um but uh yeah we watched that on uh my buddy mike had it up on his projector outside it was really cool sitting out back watching it and then um someone put on train to busan which is a really weird movie to put on that's, at, a, that's at not, a party it's not a casual like hang out movie. So first dude. off, it's, not. it's an amazing movie. It it's is. one of the best zombie movies the last 20 years. It's in Korean, okay? <laughs> so you have a party where there's like 15, 20 people there, um, all doing social distancing, guys. Relax. I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was sitting on the couch next to someone. I was going to say um, yeah. No, no one was uh, adhering to social distancing. So I, I'm like, what are you going to put on? And he's like, oh, I got it. And I, like, I, I wasn't looking, and I look up, and I'm like, is this fucking train to Busan? <laughs> and I was like... All right. It was only so me like, paying attention. So, like, what, did he actually pick it? He's what? seen it. He likes the movie a lot, and he put it on. So he thought that was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So, so what? I'm like, I'm sitting there, like, I'm watching it, and then a couple of the girls start coming around, sitting down. Uh, one of the guys, it was his birthday. This guy Dave comes and sits over, and he's like, "Oh, I'm into zombie movies." I'm like, "All right." And the girls like, "What the fuck is this?" And, and then it starts getting really violent and scary, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And eventually, the girls won, and they put on Clueless, which I, I I'll sit there and watch Clueless. I don't give a shit. I don't Clueless is one of the most perfect movies of the 90s, and it's a timeless movie. There's nothing, not a thing that should be changed. It's got Paul Rudd in it. Yeah. He looks as good then as he does now. Um, Paul and, Rudd uh, does not age. No, he does not. He's one of the most important men in human history. Stacey Dash before she went crazy. Stacey Dash before she went crazy. Alicia Silverstone before she was blowing her head off in the lodge. Um, you had a, a, a very alive Brittany Murphy. Uh, very, very dead. Alive. Very dead now. She's been dead for a long time. Yeah. Um, let's see what else I have here. Uh, okay, so MLB. We're getting MLB. We know that. We talked about it last week. Yeah. Now we're starting to see some players saying they're sitting out. Uh, Mike Leak, Ryan Zimmerman, uh, Joe Ross, and Ian Desmond all sitting out the season. Ian Desmond with uh, maybe the best statement about it because he touched on other things going on in baseball. Um, but I think there, there's going to be at least one really, really big player. Who do you think it is? I, I don't know. It's going to be a really big name. Do you think, like, like let's, like... Aaron Judge, please sit up. Please sit up, sir. <laughs> Aaron Judge, I know. Want to know what I would say if I were you? 
Garrett Cole because you don't want to yeah. take yeah. a chance on him getting hurt year one of this investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for the, honestly, for the Mets to be like, Degrom, sit out, don't get hurt. Like at this point, he's already proved it. Like he doesn't have any thing to prove with the Mets. Even though they won a championship, he got him to a World Series. He won two Cy Youngs. Um, but if I was a Yankees fan, I'd be so afraid more of anyone getting hurt more than Garrett Cole because if he gets a Tommy John injury in July, that means he's missing all of next season. Yeah. So that that's like I would rather that than Aaron Judge. Like Aaron Judge, you know, if it's crazy, it's got anxiety for you. Yeah. Think that. think oh, think about shit. it, dude. Think about it like that. Like the Mets could deal with losing Pete Alonso this year. You don't, uh, you don't want to, but I, I if I'm a Yankee. He's fan. Garrett Cole scares me. And I think that's going to be something very interesting to see in the baseball season is how teams are going to handle players like Garrett Cole that just signed these big free agent deals, Anthony Rendon, but specifically with pitchers, even Jacob DeGrom. Are they going to be more willing to let them throw more do go go to a four man rotation, which in 1990 this wouldn't even be a conversation. It'd be a four man rotation, or are they going to start them out like Garrett Cole because he's not getting a real spring training? Um, your first start you're going three innings, your next start you go four, and we go from there. Is that how we're going to start out? Or are they going to let these guys go? I think they're going to start out slow. I think just, just I tend to agree just for the fact that the long layoff, obviously, you know, people practicing social distancing, doing sure. the whole nine yards, the lack of training. I'm sure they've been training themselves, but it's not spring training. It's not actual. Yeah, it's, getting you, you actual do, innings it, there's, on there's your a arm. huge difference between just a bullpen session and even doing a simulated game where it's like it's a three-two count or it's an O-two count. Throw some sliders in the dirt where you're working a simulated game, exactly. and you're facing batters. It's a completely so, different. Let alone having to hold on runners, pitchers fielding practice, which is one of the most important things, just not even just to cover first, but to back up uh, the ball being thrown back into the infield. I'm just very curious to see because there's going to be plenty of injuries this season. Yeah, I'm I, not, and again, that's, who gets who's the big name that gets hurt first? If if what would make the biggest impact is if someone like Mookie Betts, Mike, Mike Trout. Trout Sit out. And Cody like, Bellinger. Cody well, Bellinger. that's. I think we're gonna get at least one name that people are like. This is uh, this team's best player, a team that has championship hopes this season, whatever that means. And it's just, I, I'm really gonna be interested to see how they handle things like the MVP and the Cy Young because. Dude, the odds of someone batting 400 this season are fucking crazy. Like, someone may very well bat 400. And it will forever be looked at as batting 400, which really bothers me. That makes me very, very upset. That's too Uh, much. I I, I don't even... What Last time... I want to see what the last time... Who has the highest batting average, like, like retired? Is it Tony Gwynn? In one single season? Well, no, I'm saying, like, career batting average. Is it Tony Gwynn? It might be Ty Cobb. Um, Let's see. What Ty Cobb bet? Like, 700? Um, Ty Cobb, his career batting average is 366. Jesus um, let's see. Last person to bat 400. Uh, I'm going to be Ted Williams. Uh, no, uh, Ted Williams. He hit 400 and ni- he hit 406 in 1941. Um, it's literally, now, wasn't that right before he went to war? Yes. Uh, literally right before he went to war. So it would be kind of crazy, like, if someone finishes the season with an ERA, like, I mean, because you got to think, these guys are only going to throw, a starting pitcher is probably going to throw, the high end is probably 75 innings, right? Okay. If he gets, like, a .98 ERA, guys have started out seasons, like, on that crazy pace and then fallen off. 
And, like, who's going to lead the league in home runs? Well, that was Ryu last year. Ryu had, like, a 1 4 ERA before the no, All Star break or something. Yeah, correct. Yeah, he was on, like, a crazy That's pace, right. and then he fell off. Um, so, But I'm just wondering, because 70 innings isn't even half a season. I mean, like I said, most starters go 200 innings. So someone could very well have a sub 1 ERA. Now, and then, like, ha- like who's going to lead the league in home runs, and with how many? Like, in, in 60 games. It's going to be Pete Alonso with seven. I mean, probably realistically, someone's going to lead with, like, 25, maybe. Sure. And and 70 RBIs will be a shit ton in that short span. Uh, it, it's it's going to be really weird. And it sucks for these like guys that are headed into their age 29 to 32 season. Because unless your body's breaking down, that's when you start padding for the Hall of Fame. Or yeah. start heading towards a Hall of Fame trajectory. You know, there's certain guys. Like, there's very few players playing right now that I think are, um, like, Hall of Famers. Or at least that close to it. It's like Kershaw. Pujols is slam dunk, obviously. Miguel Cabrera, slam dunk. Um, but as far as pitchers, like Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer are Hall of Famers. Um, Verlander's probably a Hall... He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Verlander's Hall of Famer. Um, but I'm trying to think like other guys that are close. Like Mike Trout is obviously on a Hall of Fame track. He's not a Hall of Famer right now, but he's losing a year. Like he's going to be losing like a pretty much a full season. And now he's heading into the years where either he gets better or stays the same. Or like Ken Griffey Jr., his body will start breaking down. Right. And I, I don't know, man. It, it's going it, to... There's a, a lot of like purest confliction with me with this baseball season. Yeah. it's Again, it's one of those things where we just have to take it for what it is because it's completely out of our control. Just, I just want to enjoy watching some sort of some sort of semblance of like sport again. Yes, I, mean, I, I agree. And then a shout out to all the people who say, "What? Well, there's no sports on." I go, "There's UFC every you know, weekend. There's UFC every weekend. Even if you don't like NASCAR, it is it is kind of a sport. You know, you have to be somewhat athletic to do it. Golf. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that's nationally televised." Right? Sure. There's stuff to watch. There, there's like, stuff out there. Like, you can watch Korean League. Watch Korean League baseball. I've been putting on Korean League at like 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm not up at 1 in the morning. Oh, but I wish I wasn't, dude. I fuck this. this I, past, I saw your tweet. Dude, this past week, I'm getting like three hours a night. I feel fucking fine. But then, t- like, tomorrow or Thursday, I'm going to be a cunt. You're going to crash. I'm going to be such a miserable fuck for like a full day. And then I'm going to crash. And then I'm going to feel good for like a week or two. And then it's going to be like, all right, we're shutting down now. Just a vicious cycle. Yeah, and I, that's all it is. Um, so in I just this got announced maybe like an hour or so before we started, but um, I've told you guys about uh, the documentary uh, that Ken Burns did called Unforgivable Blackness about Jack Johnson, the boxer. Is that the same guy that did the baseball documentary? Yes, Ken Burns. Yeah. He did Vietnam War, World War II, uh, best documentarian there's ever been. Um, so I've told you about Unforgivable Blackness about one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, Jack Johnson, the first African-American heavyweight champion of the world. Oh, I know um, and he was jailed because he brought a white woman over lines. Actually, a lot of the laws that were put in place about black men and white women and things like that were because of Jack Johnson. Okay. okay? So they're making an HBO series about him. And Mahershal Ali is going to be playing Jack Johnson. Watch I'm fucking in. And it's being based on both the book Unforgivable Blackness and uh, the, the documentary Unforgivable Blackness. If you if you have not seen it, I cannot stress enough how great and how important of a, a documentary Unforgivable Blackness is. Give me something else to watch this week. I mean, and I just saw that on Twitter before I got up here. And uh, it's Mahershal Ali, who I'm, I'm going to watch anything he's in at this point. He's literally amazing in everything. Yeah, he's a, two, he's, Blade, he's a two-time Oscar winner. He's going to be fucking Blade. It's I, 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 I would 
would be cool. I would actually watch him fuck Blade too. <laughs> right. He's gonna be fucking Blade. <laughs> um, I'm. I had something else um, that I wanted to say that now is slipping my mind, but about Mahershal Ali. I think it was about Mahershal Ali. It may not have been about Mahershal Ali. Remember when I used to call him Mustafa Ali? Yeah, it was like the fucking the cruiserweight <laughs> fucking wrestler. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Who was probably this um this this mystery uh, SmackDown hacker angle is probably him according to that's really uh, angle some people. Yeah, I, it's some, someone else is doing. They've done the hacker. Remember the fucking the the voyeur cam thing they what was that called gtv gtv they used to do what was uh, i remember gtv what was like every time you would get the like you would hear like the like the fucking text tone go off and it's like oh michael, the anonymous michael, gm michael cole would come up i'm gonna read an email now and just instantly so much from, fucking booze so i saw um dave Meltzer, who it, it's you know he he's very anti-wwe very pro-wwe and for the first time, he really went at AEW because he talked about their ratings from this past week where they lost to NXT and their drop-off specifically in their main event angle between Jericho and Orange Cassidy was abysmal. Uh-huh. I, it's like, he's like, it, you know, there's no, no one cared. And it, hel- it didn't help that there was a big match happening on NXT at the same time. Uh, I was at Gargano and someone else. I don't get Gargano. I don't get Johnny Gargano. Well, I, he's a very good in-ring guy. He's literally, um, uh, our boy Tom check met him and he said, he's about the same size as Kalucci. Like he, I, I can't do it. I can't say it's probably like, again, it's probably leftover like remnants of a people who still love DIY. You know what yeah, I mean? like, oh, for sure, for sure. Because, like, that's still one of the best tag team matches, the DIY versus the Revival, I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, listen, he, I, he's, he's a very, I hate, I, I just don't get, like, the, the big appeal with it. And I don't like, the, a lot of these smaller guys, it's so obvious when they're slapping their legs that it fucking, it kills me. I, well, you I don't, could see him do it. I know, well, you could see it, but it, with someone like him that's smaller, and there's just no, like, even, like, regard for trying to, like, hide it, it helps when you're, like, a bigger dude. Like, Undertaker could do it, and you can't tell the difference because he's so fucking big. Right. But but these small guys make it so like I love Tomas Champa, but it's so obvious when he does it. You know who was great at hiding that? Now I think about it, Shawn Michaels. Great at it. Never super kick. Never Dol- Dolph Ziggler do is fucking amazing at it. And never saw him do it. No, not once. It, it was it was time. The perfectly. young bucks are notorious for watching them oh. go like this. Their hands are above their heads before they do the super kick, yep. and you see it coming from yep. a mile away. Yep. Josh, how, how long have we gone now? Uh, one hour and 26 minutes. Do you want to keep going? Do you have anything else? I don't have anything else right now. We can just bullshit. I don't give a shit. I'm down to bullshit a little yeah. bit because it seems kind of... It, seemed, yeah. it felt longer than the show actually Well, you was. know what? The, well, the thing that sucks that's very hard, and this is... Uh, let's look uh, behind the curtain of you watch I listen. Let's say that. What? Um, with... No, oh, no! It's been a while, dude. One, eight, seven, seven, gosh, for kids. I've never played the whole thing all the way through. All right, so Dan is just sitting here uh, staring at me. So I guess, uh, Taylor, you take over. Okay, so I what I was saying. nothing more than when that happens. Because so, for the longest time, all Dan would do was he would drive into work and he would just send Snapchats of that. My angry and, face. And, and he would just be stewing in his car at a red light. <laughs> this fucking bullshit sucks. It is... 
it is one of the highlights of my so, day. So one of the when things you get mad like that before Josh so rudely interrupted me with his country. Um, I would say so one of the things that sucks out like not a lot happening. Like we're not getting trailers. We're yeah. not getting movies, TV shows, anything like that. I, it is harder for me to find like things to talk about. Like it's like the subjects are either they're pretty quick. We've talked about them, or the news cycle has happened so fast. It doesn't help, you know, with the, the civil unrest where there there is a level where we're being more aware of what we talk about as well. Sure, that's a big side of it. But the content is becoming hard, especially with no sports and no movies and no shows. Like we we used to talk about trailers. We would watch trailers. What trailer have we had to watch? Not that, one. That fucking oh. piece of shit with Russell Crowe coming out that looks fucking terrible, oh, unhinged. I, I have an idea. Be, uh, why don't? So I just finally watched the gameplay footage of uh, Ghost of Ghost of Tsushima, uh, the new. Uh, okay, yeah, new, yeah. Definitely not how it's pronounced, but that's no, probably no, the best it is. Hit. It's Tsushima. Pull it yeah. up here. Find someone talking about it because I said Tsushima. It's not. I thought that's how Justin said it too. Well, Justin's wrong too. Hold Unprecedented. On. Justin's wrong. No, Justin's never wrong. <laughs> Name one time Justin's Fuck ever Justin. been wrong. Fuck, Fuck Justin. Yeah. Fuck Justin. That's hold my... on. I'm gonna call him. Are you gonna call him? Yeah. It's Tsushima. Sh- the T is not pronounced. That you don't speak Japanese. You don't speak Japanese either. Exactly my point. So how would you know? I'm more Japanese than you. Justin, you better I'm pick more up. more Japanese than you? What is that? <laughs> what? That's not true. Oh, Justin, you're on the air right now. I have a serious question for you. Oh, all right. Let's okay, what's the video game that's coming out that you're very excited for? What's the it called? Ghost of Tsushima is only three. Uh, the video game that's coming out that I'm very excited the- for. Wait, all right, yeah, the, it's, it's Tsushima. The, it's, what's, uh, the Japanese game, what's it called? Oh, Ghost of... Uh, yeah, he doesn't know either. Tsushima. Tsushima. No. Are you saying no, it right? He said it right. Are you pronouncing who Taylor did? No, Justin, no both tea. of them. No T. No T. Uh, can I pronounce a T anyway? Yeah, why not? Uh, okay, what are you wearing? Uh, I don't have a shirt Fuck on. Fuck Justin. <laughs> Fuck Justin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hang up on him. No, it goes to Tsushima because the T isn't pronounced. And I said it to him before, and he goes, oh, well, no, there's a T there. I go, okay, Royce I, Gracie. I, I, yeah, Royce Gracie. You got Henzo Gracie <laughs> retweeting Himmler quotes today. So I was like, what are you doing? Oh you fucking God. dummy. Do I have but, to delete my pictures with him now? I, th- uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, whatever. But So I was watching the gameplay footage today. The game looks phenomenal, dude. Yeah. The the, the landscapes look amazing. The gameplay looks amazing. Oh, and I, I look, think it comes out the day I'm leaving for vacation. And Cocksucker. It, dude, and it looks like that there's two different play styles. You could play as this regular samurai, which is like, you know, like, cool. like a basic warrior. You walk into an enemy camp, you fuck them up. Or you play as a ghost, and you, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you stealth. What would you like Assassin's Creed stuff. We know that you're bad at stealth, so you're going to play as a samurai. Yes. He's still stuck on the same spot in Last of Us, Josh. That I told you about yep. on Sunday... Uh, a couple days ago. It's pretty easy, dude. I don't know. I'm oh. playing on easy, and I can't do it. You don't have patience for the stealth. You aren't I using don't, the broken. It's like you'll throw the brick. I did throw the brick, and he went. The guy went the wrong fucking way. I'm like, I gotta go that way, and he's standing no, right there. You sneak like, up and you, know, you throw the brick in the opposite direction of where you're supposed to go. Well, I did. Up, I, so sneak I gotta, up and I gotta, choke him out. I gotta go this way, and I and then it's, I throw the brick that way. No, I figured it out, Josh. I figured out he's too scared to engage them, so he isn't going up and killing them when he casts you. Yeah. 
That's what it is. You got to go up and choke him out. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you distract him. You sneak up. You crouch and you well, sneak up behind him. Because and then you stealth kill them. Because in between loading screens, it's like, here's a tip. You could either engage, you could stealth kill him, or you could not okay, battle here's the at thing. all. Um, so I am trying to, like, see if I can avoid you. Well, you don't, have so to, you, don't, you don't have to battle because if you stealth kill all of them, if you sneak up and choke them out, none of them are going to come running after you. But the you. thing is, there are also dudes, like, on the top of the canal I can't get to. Yeah. So, like, that's the one. What, are they humans or no, uh, humans, infected? Humans, humans. Yeah, the humans, you can engage more so. I mean, it's it, especially you're playing on light. You don't have to worry about your ammo as much at all because I played it the first time I played it. It was on hard and it was a motherfucker like that. You had to go. I will say as much as you the could. ammo isn't too bad. I, I go from like seven to fifteen. It's not like Resident Evil quickly. bad with ammo. Resident no. Evil with ammo was like you literally had to run around a lot of your opponents in Resident Evil to at all survive it. Yeah. But um, I did beat Last of Us two after we finished last week, and I don't get the complaints still. I I I, I just don't. Yeah, I understand. I, liked it. I, liked I, it a lot. I dude, how? Joel's arc was done. It was done. You, what, you, you can ruin it for me. I, 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 I thought I told you already. Joel dies. He okay, gets killed. Whatever. So And people are mad because, oh, they teased that Joel was in it. I appreciate the fact that I didn't see it coming. That's a huge part of it. I was so shocked. The landlord was watching me play, and she said my jaw dropped, and I was like, oh, fuck. Really? Because the cinematic sequences in the game are fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And his arc was done. His arc was his daughter died. He didn't want to open up or get close to anyone. He met this girl. He became close with her, protected her, opened up to her. His arc was done. This arc was Ellie's. And people were mad. There's a transgender character, and that the main character is a lesbian, and the other main character is a girl. We don't. I, someone literally said to me, "I don't want to play as girls." It's a fucking video game. Like, come on. Tomb Raider is a great game. July, a free game of the month for July. I never played the most. Re- oh, it's a, the second Tomb Raider game in the most recent. I series. don't understand uh, why Rise people- of the Tomb Raider. Yes, it's, it's free this month. All, the, the 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 new Tomb Raider trilogy has been fucking fantastic. I'll download it and play. It. I'll give it because I did it with the um, Uncharted. Did I like them? I don't really understand. Like, I I just don't get the the way of thinking when people are like, "I don't want to play as a girl." Who gives a shit? It's a video game, dude. It's What's about fighting zombies that became a thing because a fungus, a common fungus, mutated. It's a fucking video which game, also, cocksucker. Which also, by the way, if you have, I know you've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. If you look at the at the replays and all the and like the reviews on it, you could play as either Alexios the man or Cassandra the uh, Cassandra the woman. Cassandra has the ten times better story, less dude, glitchy. In Resident Evil Two. Uh, Claire Redfield's storyline is better than uh, no, it's Chris Redfield and uh, Leon? Jill, Jill, Jill Valentine's Valentine. Jill Valentine's three. She's in the hot. Oh, hot shit, you're yeah, right, you're I, right. it might be Claire. Cause, oh, because Chris is wait, in the wait, first wait, one, and it's Leon, Leon Kennedy in the first, second one. Are you talking about Resident Evil? Yeah, 2? yeah it's Leon Kennedy yeah, and Claire Leon Redfield. And Claire Redfield. Yeah, yeah, so Claire's storyline is better than Leon's in Resident Evil Two. Dude, Silent Hill, you played as a chick. In um, oh, dude, Parasite Eve was an incredible PlayStation One game. Play as a chick. It's a fucking video game, dude. Like, let's 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 pump the brakes just a little bit with the outrage. We are we really just going to be angry? I guess we are going to be angry about everything. George Washington's getting defaced. Lincoln's going to get defaced. They took down my favorite president from the National History Museum, Teddy Roosevelt, and which is ironic considering he's the reason we have national parks. That's the, the beautiful irony in that. It's just that it's I, I can't stand because like even when they when they were defacing statues, like I forget what the, the statue the guy was, but he, it was like it was a statue where like. The like, like the the slaves were freed. Frederick Douglass spoke in yeah, front correct, of the, the, ere- the erecting, lol, of the uh, uh, <laughs> of the of the statue, and people just don't know their history. They just see a statue and they're like, and, fuck that. Thing. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They tore down ones that were abolish abolish abol- 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 How do you say it? Abolitionist. Abolitionist. There you Thank go. You, Abolitionist. Thank you. Um, they're trying to take down those. And I, I listen when it comes to Confederate statues. I 
I've always hated these fucking cocksuckers up here with their Confederate bullshit. There should be a national museum of uh, Confederacy of the Civil War. Yeah, put that, it over there. Put it in his house. Dude, I'm not Leave saying... Leave it over there. Yeah, no one's saying forget our history. Like, again, but I saw, the meme that made me laugh the hardest was um, my emo phase lasted longer than the Confederacy. It was like the Confederacy lasted I'm five... five it. Yeah, it, the Confederacy lasted five years, guys. Which, like, And it lo- they lost. It's like the same people that still idolize Hitler. He was a loser with a dick like Bobo. Like his dick was chewed up and fucked up. He was a fucking loo- they lost. Let's let's be real. They, so, you lost. So the other thing too that happened that uh, I saw trending on Twitter a couple days ago. So a town not too far from here, actually right in our backyard of Nutley, New Jersey. Yes. Um, they, <laughs> yeah. They, oh, they, there was a protest and an anti-protest. So there was a Black Lives Matter protest, and they were just trying to raise awareness. Basically, what sure. The they were being peaceful. They were being peaceful. So naturally. Everyone and their mother from Nutley, New Jersey, shows up because they think they're going to deface the Christopher Columbus statue. Which, by the I, way, it, if you know anything about history, Columbus you, was not a great guy. Whoa, whoa, listen. As an Italian man, um, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yes, I'd, no, I'd rather be preferred to Marco Polo. Dog. Yeah, listen. Here's the thing. As an Italian. Sure. I don't give a fuck about Columbus. Right, that's the same. That's Listen, what I'm saying. Why can't it just be like an Italian pro- Italian Heritage Day or something, like St. Patrick's Day? You no, know, he didn't discover America. He discovered of course he Barbados. Didn't discover, he can't discover something where there were people already for thousands of years. He discovered Barbados, dog. Like, imagine saying you discovered here. something. Taylor, I'm going to tell you about this thing I discovered. What is it? It's called Grand Theft Auto. Oh, sick, dude. <laughs> Listen, I played it before you, so I found it. How good is it, though? It's 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 good. Okay, it's cool. good. They, they get right. better, and then they, they, they it's questionable. And then, it's points. And, and then they just... You know, they milked the Correct. one for 10 so years. I, it's funny because last night I was watching the uh, the episode of Sopranos in season four titled Christopher. And it's about uh, it's about the Christopher Columbus Day parade and about Italian pride and that there's a, a counter protest led, led by American Indians um, about uh, to the Columbus statue in Nutley. And uh, it was Nutley or Newark, actually. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember which one it was. Probably but Newark. It's, it's such a funny episode because even get Tony eventually is like with Silvio, like... You know, you you didn't become who you are because of your Italian or because your last name ends in a vowel like Nosferatu does. <laughs> and you're like you you got the, one of the most profitable topless bars in New J- North Jersey because you're you because you're smart. It has nothing to do with that. So the the Columbus thing, like, it, please just at least acknowledge the history of it. Like acknowledge like that we were taught something completely different, or at least not taught what we should have been about the guy. It's just amazing to me. He literally put smallpox and blank. And gave it to Native Americans, like, dude. I, I just I find it absolutely amazing how, like, just people can just see something and think that they're being personally attacked. Like, not everything is a personal attack on everyone. Like, yeah, like, like listen, sure. a personal attack, and it's a joke. A personal attack is they didn't call me fat, right? I've never t- actually called you just hold fat. On, hold on, hold on. You're you're misunderstanding. Let me finish what I I'm know, saying. I know. Dan making a fat joke, right? Mm. That's insulting, right? Sure. That, that's personally insulting. Yeah, it's, 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 but it's I've specific. been friends with this fucking guy. Correct. But I'm not going to be insulted if some fucking guy comes parading down and wants to deface uh, a Polish statue. Because let's face or it. A fat, they, or a statue of a fat guy. See? <laughs> see? That right there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, like what I'm saying is... Yeah, no, you're I'm, dumb or you're fat. It's I'm, one or the other. I'm, oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> Face a statue of Costello instead. Yeah, <laughs> fucking stupid. I don't know. Third base. Yeah, but like, who's on first? You know, what's on second? I don't yeah. know. Who's on third? We can't see first. Taylor standing on it. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Dice. But, yeah. but my point remains the same. Like, I'm not going to take offense if someone no. wants to tore down a fucking statue. Because guess what? I didn't... I, listen, I didn't buy the statue. I didn't build the statue. I've never even visited as the statue. N- I've driven by it, and I've waved nicely as I've driven by. Who gives Dude, a I'd shit? Be, okay, if I ever saw the Columbus Why? statue... You're more likely to get me a pic- get a picture of me performing fellatio on it than a normal picture with it. Imagine you just like, fucking pantomime dude, dick sucking. Dude, I've, I've done it with statues before. There was one of me and an old friend of ours in Sharper Image. They had a life size thing. They had a life size <laughs> thing of Spider Man, and I'm hitting Spider Man from the behind, and she's giving him fellatio. I think you did it too with uh, when they were like, "Oh, we're gonna re-release Forrest Gump in the IMAX theater," and you were and oh you yeah yeah blowing him. Yeah, and dude, your sister took the picture. Yeah, exactly. Josh, as an Italian, how do you feel about Columbus? I don't care. Yeah, it, 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 who gives a shit? We, we have better things to do with our Again, time. if you're about tearing Here's down Confederate thing, statues... don't, though. Yeah. I, now, I, we had a conversation last night about the uh, the idea of like people like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson who owned slaves and uh, you know, I, I think that's a more difficult conversation. I'm not about defacing them whatsoever. I honestly, if you deface a Confederate statue, I truly don't give a shit. Ooh. I'm truly like, okay, what Whatever. But when it comes to people like George Washington, like even when they're they're talking about like um, they're taking stuff of Woodrow Wilson away. Woodrow Wilson was not a good dude. He wasn't a good president. He's the dude that had the private screening of Birth of a Nation in the fucking Oval Office. Like there's enough there where I'm like, oh, whatever. I mean, we can gloss over some of our historically bad presidents. One of the greatest men ever is Jimmy Carter. I would be willing to gloss over his entire presidency. I wish we could forget his presidency. Because he was the first person to put solar panels on this fucking Oh, fucking dude. Great man. Great man. Like maybe the greatest man to ever be president. He is the worst president. I'd say he like he looks like he tried to be a Harry Carey person. Yeah, pretty much. And he uh, he was a fucking peanut farmer. And nine months later, he was fucking president. I mean, that's what's crazy. I, I just like see, and he had to sell his peanut farm because he couldn't profit from being uh, president. But it's, I, who does that sound like? Oh god. But, it, but it's <laughs> sorry, guys. But here's other things why like I also like I I wasn't uh, like Ronald Reagan, right? For yeah, example. sure. I re- invented crack. <laughs> I always respect Ronald Reagan because when it came to a ribbing, he was always at the oh, at, at the Dean dude, Martin roast. He was he got fucking annihilated by Don Rickles at his inauguration. Dude, he was an actor, a core the actor. But, right, yeah. <laughs> but it was just so like again. That's again also like stuff you can't say today. Like Don Rickles is introduced oh, by, by a little black anything kid. Don Rickles does. Don Rickles introduced by a little black kid. He goes, you know, this he's so liberal even for me and make fun of a little black kid. And he goes, be funny. He hands the he hands the mic to Rickles. And Rickles goes, it's the first black kid I ever saw that will never play basketball. <laughs> in front of the president of the United States. Dude, one of the best debate moments in history is Ronald Reagan. Um, I forgot who he was debating against, but um, they were going after Reagan's age, specifically, talking about how he's too old. And uh, Reagan's like, unlike my opponent, uh, I will not point out the youth and inexperience that he has to run a country. It was smart. It was funny. Like, they're going on the attack on Reagan's age, and he just turns it around and rips on, oh, he's young. And doesn't have as much experience as me. He doesn't know. He's a dumb and, dumb. And uh, do you ever actually watch a Ronald Reagan movie? No. <laughs> Should we make that a thing on the show? I would watch sure. one. Does he play like a Mountie? Uh, well, he was point? a cowboy. He was famous for his westerns. Ronald Reagan, the actor. Stupid. Yeah. Um, I I would go back and watch one. I like old westerns. I do like old westerns. I'm a big fan. It's so funny when you watch the old, uh, the old uh, Sopranos episodes and all the old movies Tony's watching. Like he's watching one of the OG gangster movies, James Cagney, Public Enemy. That is so good to this 
day. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, dude, it's so good still. Um, and he was the original Scarface, dude, in the original 1938, I want to say, Scarface. It's weird because sometimes these movies that they're like, you know, when you look at a movie like The Wizard of Oz, obviously old as fuck, it still looks great. It's timeless. Like, dude. it still looks amazing. Yeah, it does. Like, you know how they made the, tor- the tornado looks great, right? Well, you it, know how they did? A, it's a stocking it's, it's with pantyhose. Sand. Yeah, it's pantyhose with sand. That's fucking brilliant. That's great. Where do you come up with this kind well, of I, shit? Well, it's the same thing with Psycho. I mean, it's not blood. It's fucking chocolate sauce. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it was pig's blood in uh, Carrie. Right. It was just the 60th anniversary. <laughs> that was irrelevant. Okay, uh, it was just, irrelevant. It was just the 60th anniversary of Psycho coming out, and I immediately had to watch it when I saw it was oh, that really? day. Psycho is so... If you've never really watched Hitchcock movies, dude, I almost gave you one a couple weeks ago. I watched The Birds. I I wa- the Birds is great, but there's a few specifically. Psycho, obviously, is maybe one of the most genre-defying films. Uh, maybe just, uh, you know, uh, we talked at the Mount Rushmore film, and I think I put Psycho on mine because it completely changed the way horror was looked at. Um, but I had the landlord watch recently rear window which is unbelievable there's a, it's a it's about a dude with a broken leg who is, he lives in like an apartment complex and mind you this was made in the 40s and he can't go anywhere his leg is shattered right. so he's just basically like watching his neighbors with binoculars through their apartments there's no air conditioning it's the summer so everyone's like outside and he has an idea of what's going on with their lives and then he witnesses like what he believes is a murder and it's about him trying to solve it from right there it is such a good movie it, it goes it's paced so quick the ending is fucking great. He sees it and he goes, a cop and a lady shot a guy. another guy. <laughs> it sounds like a massacre. <laughs> um, on my and then another one, <laughs> cheese fries. Uh, another one that's great is Vertigo. And Vertigo is another Hitchcock classic. You, you go back and watch some of these movies. They age, like Psycho still looks great. And then they made one with Vince Vaughn and Anne Heche where they just did a literal Heche. shot for shot line for line remake of Psycho. And? It's awful. It's awful. It's literally, first off, Vince Vaughn, I love Vince Vaughn, he cannot play Norman Bates. He does not have those chops at all. But if you're going to remake a movie, why do you do literally the same, (laughs) it's shot the same exact way. The scenes are filmed the same way. Right. And you do the exact line line recreation of the film. It was like basically um, when you see like student theaters make movies for the stage but they cut out scenes except they didn't cut out any and it was terrible. I cannot stress just how bad it is. I, I mean, I, that, now I'm just interested in watching. I like seeing bad shit. Oh, well, watch Psycho and then watch that one and you'll be like, I just watched this but it was good. Okay. Um, oh, now, now I have a question for both of you. Okay. Favorite disaster movie, go. Twister. Uh, yeah, right? You can't. It's, no, no, I can. Volcano. I am a Dante's. I'm, I'm a Dante's Peak truth. I, I like so Dante's Peak more. Happy you said volcano because I just watched it the other day for yeah, the first dude. time in a while. Like volcano's I, I, great. Dude, I, I don't. There's it. not a movie that I've seen from the '90s with Tommy Lee Jones that I don't love. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> he's great in everything, dude. No, even well, did you see the Ty Cobb movie? That's not very good, but he's great. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't see that one. Uh, like, even the the very bad sequel to um, The Fugitive, U.S. Marshals. Oh, he's great in it. He's fucking awesome it's, in it, dude. You know, he, he, he's just great. Like I said, the Cobb movie was ass. It was so bad, but he was great as Ty Cobb. It was basically watching Capone, but about Ty Cobb. Really? <laughs> yeah. I would say, I think my new favorite, well, obviously Twister's forever and always number yeah, one. Yeah, number one, always. Volcano's number two, because it's so ridiculous, and Don Cheadle's in it, too. Yeah. Like, no one remembers that. And, um, and 
Anne Heche. Anne Anne Heche is in it. Um, I really, 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 really enjoy San Andreas. San Andreas is a lot of fun. <laughs> dude, when The it's Rock good. is full throttle up the side of a tsunami. No, that's not even the best scene. Dude. And the best scene is when he's fucking parasailing with his fucking ex-wife, and they land in fucking AT&T Park where the San Francisco Giants play, and he goes, talk about getting to second base. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Rock. Yeah, yeah. The Rock makes some of the best puns in his movie. Dude. Like, like when he when he breaks out of the cast in uh, Fast and Furious... What, nine? Oh, he just six. flexes and busts out? Uh, no, seven. Fast and Furious, seven. Fuck. Yeah, seven. Whatever. Yeah. So... Ow. So they, 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 you know, somebody gets in touch with him, tells him all the shit that's going on, and he's in the hospital because Jason Statham threw out a window and broke his arm earlier in the movie. Uh, it's all that and happened. And he turns to his daughter and he goes, Daddy's got to go to work. And he fucking flexes out of the cat. So Dude, stupid. Um, I actually really like 2012. 2012 is fun. Dude, Woody Harrelson being the fucking crazy conspiracy theorist, and then he just stands in front of Yellowstone as it erupts and he's smiling. And they, Arnold was pr- governor, I was the president of California, president of show business. He was governor of California at the time. Go, and, charges, and, go. And they go, uh, they're, they're, he comes home because he thinks everything's about to go bad, and you hear it's supposed to be like an Arnold impersonator on there. I assure you, everything is fine. And then the whole thing blows up. <laughs> Literally, the whole movie is absurd. They're bringing in giraffes on like fucking on oh on things, and they they're built Noah's Ark. Dude, it's a great cast though. It's John Cusack, Amanda Peet is in it, Oliver Platt is in it, uh, Chitwell Echafor is in it. You've named four people that I don't know. You, okay, you know all of them. Do I? You okay? You know John Cusack. I know John Cusack. You know Amanda Pete. She was the girl in Saving Silverman. Oh God. Okay, so yeah, Amanda Pete. Uh, you've de- did you see Ready to Rumble? Uh, is that the Arquette? Yeah, yeah. Ready. Oliver Platt was uh, the wrestler. Um, what would? Uh, oh my God. How am I forgetting it? Josh, help me. Ready to Rumble. What would? Uh, oh my. Oh, Jimmy I'm, King. Jimmy oh, King. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy King. Jimmy yeah, King. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He oh, played Jimmy King. Amanda Pete was also in Brockmire. Yes, correct. Okay. And um, Chip. Chiwell Echafor is uh oh my god he was in tw- he was the tw- the slave in Twelve Years a Slave oh um, oh okay th- yeah he was he's been in a ton of stuff he was in Doctor Strange oh, um okay, he, okay, he's okay. great I know. twenty Woody Harrelson obviously it's a fucking the Russian guy that they're getting on the 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 U Pod things with right. it's a fucking great movie all right I, so here here's let's flip it please the worst disaster movie you've ever seen Twister no no <laughs> the worst disaster movie I've ever seen uh the core. The core is really bad. Core sucks, dude. Um, uh, oh man! The worst disaster movie I've ever seen, and I was pumped to see it because I was so pro John Snow. Pompeii. Pompeii oh. was <laughs> terrible. So I just um, bad. In, Into the Storm was really bad. We watched that. It was really bad. Where it's about their truck. And they, these are real that storm chasers have. Where it mounts into the ground, yeah, it's like into concrete, so tornadoes could go over them. It was so dude, bad. It's, it's called the TIV, the t- tornado intercept vehicle. It was, dude, the guy was filming an IMAX, and the one shot he needed to finish the movie was a, was him getting hit by a tornado. Yeah. Yep. The best part of that entire movie was a. The, the fucking Tiv rolls away. They're run, trying to run into a school for cover. And oh, one guy gets dude. sucked up. And as he's getting sucked up, the twist the, the tornado catches on fire. So it's like a fucking fire tornado. And you just see him on the outside. <laughs> the fire of it. tornado. That's Going all you outside need to hear. And he's on so fire. I've oh, never dude. seen that one, but Pompeii is so bad. 
I haven't seen this. I need to see it. Pompeii is so bad that, and I'm not talking about for entertainment value for how much I laugh at it. Pompeii is so bad that Sharknado is genuinely well, see, a better But see, movie. here's really? the thing. Sharknado doesn't try to be good. It has its genuine entertainment. We saw riff tracks of Sharknado. Yeah, so Sharknado and we were too. fucking so how... They're, they're, they're all funny. So I just this pulled Sharknado up... Sharknado 2, the second one. I, <laughs> I just pulled up... Uh, remember they're at City Field and he hits a fucking shark with the bat? Oh, dude. So um, I just pulled up uh, Best and Worst Disaster Movies. Some of these are old, so I'll skip... Um, one of the best ones, uh, The Poseidon Adventure. In turn, okay. one of the worst ones, the remake, The Poseidon. Is awful. fucking terrible. So bad. Um, earthquake, like I said, is an all timer. Earth- earthquake is fucking great. What? What? Uh, wait. What was the other one? Um, what's the one with Kevin Bacon? There's like nine different movies of him with the fuck Footloose. Up, like, Footloose. No. <laughs> oh, that, oh, yeah, that one. No. Uh, oh, Tremors. Oh, Tremors is great. It's not but, a disaster movie. It's like what, a critter what about, like, movie. Tremors nine. Well, yeah, they've made a lot of them. All right, hold on. I'm trying to find some of these. I lo- I really like the day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow is good. Day after tomorrow is really good. A lot of people don't like that though for some reason. They're I fucking get stupid. It. It's well because They're fucking stupid. well because they. Believe that um, it was like a global warming thing. Yeah, it was like an Al Gore thing, which it, it kind of was. I mean, yeah, it was. It was definitely. Dr- yeah, Let's I, see. I just love uh, then that movie. I love when like Quaid is like telling him is like this is what it's gonna look like in seventy two hours, and just half half the planet. Do you remember? Is consumed by these storms, and the look on the president's face is like, oh, dude, oh, this is not good. Let's <laughs> see. So here, I just found one that's like uh, ranking uh, disaster movies, and actually number thirty is twenty twelve. Is it? It's okay. Number twenty eight, twenty seven. Deep Impact and Armageddon. I uh, love Armageddon. Um, I I like both of them. Let's see what else we have on yeah, the here. The core is trash, dude. The core is. Fu- I, I saw it shit in the theater. It was is. so bad. Oh, Number shit. nineteen is the day after tomorrow. Okay. Um, eighteen from last year that was really good was Crawl, the one about the uh, girl that's with her dad trapped in the cellar during a hurricane when alligators are in their like crawl space. Dude, it's fucking awesome. Is it really? It's a really good monster disaster movie. Okay. It's man. like they're in. Uh, I think it's in New Orleans and they get flooded and she's trying to find her dad doesn't know where he is what new orleans you don't yeah exactly so she goes to her dad's house and she goes in the crawl space and he's stuck down there he's like don't come down here and and a giant alligator is going after her and there ends up being like six of them people get mauled by alligators they're drowning because it's a fucking flood (laughs) there's lightning it's worth every penny all right um pompeii is number 16 josh why bad or good okay um it's higher than the one i just said was awesome crawl pompeii is terrible number 14 the perfect storm is really good yeah yeah, the perfect. I love the perfect. The storm. perfect storm is That's awesome. That's one of my favorite stories. All right, here's a good one. Number ten. Airplane. It is a disaster movie. Airplane is great. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I love that. I love that. Uh, number eight. Like wooden it, this, this isn't, um, you know, your typical disaster movie, but it is a disaster movie. Is Contagion. Um, I guess. Seven yeah. is the Poseidon Adventure. Melancholia is a great fucking That's movie. That's not what I haven't seen. So um, I know you did not love the House of Jack built, but you can admire its. I understand what it's you, doing, un- and I, as an artistic piece, correct. I get it completely. So yes. he made that same director, Lars Van Tr- Von Trier. He his I whole thing. Is, it's called um, the Depression. Trilogy, but he has one that I consider it, it isn't really depressing. It's more uplifting. It's called Melancholy. It's with Kirsten Dunst, and it's about a planet called Planet X that is going to be colliding right into Earth. Okay, um, but it's like kind of like a love story too. Literally, it's it, the end sequence of the movie is the fucking planet hitting Earth. It's a fucking awesome visual. You would probably end up liking. What's it. this called? It's again? called Melancholia. Melancholia. Um, 
Wait, oh, just because I literally just add, I, I just rented Pompeii for four dollars. I need. Oh to see no. Okay, number. This is that where I buy it for twelve? What do you want? All right, fair enough. Fair okay, enough. number four is A Night to Remember, which was the original Titanic movie that is actually very good. Number three is The Birds. Two is A Towering Inferno, which is very good. Number one is Titanic, which realistically probably is the greatest disaster movie ever made. I I mean. Yeah, based on a true story. It's better than World Trade Center. That movie sucked. Oh, my God. Oh, that shit was awful. Dude, the, uh, I think, what was so it? So bad. Uh, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, Nicolas Cage. Oliver Michael, Stone directed Ma- it. Michael Peña's in it, Michael Peña's in I, it. I remember, like, so there's, like, they're in the rubble, right? And, like, they're talking to each other. And then, like, you just hear, like, a, like, like everything shift. And Nicolas Cage just goes full Nicolas Cage and starts fucking screaming. Yeah, for, like, he overacted in a World Trade Center movie. <laughs> like, United Jesus. 93 was actually pretty good. That, um, that, that was actually a very well done movie. That movie kind of fucked me up because, like, when you see him go at the guys, yeah, no, end, it like, was that it, was that was a very yeah. very well done movie. I'm trying to think like the disaster movie doesn't get the the love it deserves. That's why I like Crawl so much because it was both disaster and monster movie, right? And a good just plain straightforward monster movie is always good when it's done correctly. Yeah. Oh, I'd say what else? So my buddy just sent me a picture the other day because he knows how much I love the newer Godzilla movies. Okay. He sent me a screenshot of Godzilla and King Kong in an aircraft carrier. Oh, it's like a uh, still from the movie. Yeah, from like the new movie. Uh, I fighting, can't and it, wait and it for looks it. Like King Kong grew like eighteen thousand feet. Yeah, well, that's what's so interesting because huge, people were like, when they saw Skull Island, they're like, Get, Godzilla's gonna kick his ass. Look how much bigger he is. Yeah. But people are they're forgetting that King Kong Skull Island takes place during the Vietnam War. Yeah, and right. Godzilla's present day. And they've already in the comic book started writing like teenage King Kong and everything. Mm-hmm. He has like a beard and shit. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm gonna be super pumped for that fucking movie, dude. Are you kidding? I can't wait. I did just see on HBO Max. I have, I don't have you ever I don't know if you ever watched this, Josh. People were like freaking out thinking it was new, but it's been around for a while. Um, it's a director's cut of Casino Royale. It's like an extra 20 minutes to a half hour long. Yeah, it's on HBO Max, so I might give that a spin soon. Even though I literally just did a watch through of the Craig Bond films in anticipation of No Time to Die, and then uh, coronavirus happened. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck. I, I keep trying to convince Bob that Spectre is not good. but like, I would rather watch Spectre than I would Quantum of Solace, for I agree. sure. Uh, but it's such a fall off. And it, here's the thing. Spectre started out. The first like hour of Spectre, I would say, is is dope. And then when they just reveal Christoph Waltz's character just to be this. And really, it was a reveal about all the previous Craig films. That it was just a revenge plot. Because we had the same st- uh, adoptive parents, pretty much. It was, it was. It sounds forced. And it, just it was just. La- like, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even necessarily forced. It was just so lazy. There's a way you can make it a revenge angle without it being the typical. Mom, my dad, daddy paid more attention to you. It just, it just so, it just sucks so bad to follow up Skyfall with that hunk of shit. Yeah, it. Well, I mean, that's when you when you compare. I mean, I think Casino Royale is fucking incredible. Like Casino I, Royale, I, I don't like it as much as you do. Uh, dude, I like it a lot, but the, like, the, the 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 torture scene where he's getting his balls hit is fucking great. Where he's like, the, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell everyone that you were di- uh, you died playing with my balls. Yeah, it, it's fucking great. Yeah. He has he has an itch. He's like a little to the left. Um, but Skyfall is a perfect movie as as Home Alone as it goes at the end. It is maybe the best shot Bond film there's ever been. Javier Bardem, dude. Great, one of the best Bond villains. Alright, you guys want to wrap this up? Yeah, I think I'm good. Alright, guys, this was episode 108 of You Watch, I Listen. Uh, my pick for Taylor this week was Bringing Out the Dead. And my pick was Bane's Give Blood. And uh, thank you to Manscaped, and we will see you guys next week. We'll take you out with some vanilla ice. Some uh, under pressure. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Same baseline. Yeah, no, I didn't No, no, no. It. This one goes dun, 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 dun. Yeah, dun. There's goes dun. Dun, 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 dun. Imagine like that's your defense in court. <laughs> right. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Daily.
daily and nightly Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know I'll tell you, I've never listened to this song the whole way through in my life I listened to it Yo, the by whole the way, way through on the way here Because I was like really debating whether or not I was going to use it Vanilla Ice is a better rapper than 99.9% of the rappers today Probably, yeah Alright, yeah, that's fair I, I, I still have never We're going to get canceled for that but <laughs> That's his white privilege talking <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think that's a good way to end it <laughs> Later, dudes. <laughs>